and welcome to Once More with Commentary. Uh, we are a Buffy podcast and now also an Angel podcast. Oh, I'm going to have to come up with a snappy way to say, that. to say it. <laughs> um, I'm Allie. And I'm Jenny. And today we have a special guest. Yay! Hi, I'm the special guest. <laughs> What's, What's your name? Your name? <laughs> um, I'm Alex. <laughs> Alex is also one of the two people that emails us. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And I, it's annoying because typically we watch the episodes together and then he makes all these comments that I then say <laughs> when we record. So this time we watched the episodes together and he took his own notes. So. Now you don't get credit. Exactly. Now I'm like not going to sound as smart. Uh, long time listener, <clears throat> first time guest. Yeah. Um, and this just goes to show if you just email them enough, you can also end up on the show. Well, if I actually, if I remember true. correctly, like one email is all it takes. Yeah. One yeah. email. Yeah. One yeah. email. So guys, yeah, yeah. the bar is pretty low. Yeah. You can you two can have podcast fame and fortune awaits. Well, you're not getting paid for this. Well Fortune eventually. might not well, the fortune of our company. I, yeah. 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 I mean this is gonna pay off this is gonna pay in dividends. I was promised dividends. We're really offering you neither fame nor fortune, but Mm-mm. in your own mind, yes. Yeah. Fame in this I'm room. Just glad to be here. Yeah. Oh. Um but yeah, so this week we're uh, starting season four of Buffy, and we're also starting season one of Angel, since they aired at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to say about that, apparently. No, um, so actually when I was watching the pilot of Angel, I had this very clear memory of, so I think I talked before more than once about how the first season of Buffy that I watched was season three in summer oh, reruns, yeah. but it was the summer for me between... Um, seventh and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So during eighth grade, I watched Buffy in real time, and then also <clears throat> Angel. But the way that I watched it was Buffy came on after school, uh, like a re-airing on some channel, because like this was when the WB was like not its own network. It was like right. an affiliate of like other. Right. I don't even know how it worked, yeah. but like to get the WB was like you had to have a certain cable package that like we didn't have, right. or it wasn't available in our area. So, but it would come on after school, so I would watch reruns of like. Buffy and Charmed and, like, Seventh Heaven or, like, whatever WB show of the day. But they had previously aired that night, and then they were airing at, like, 4 p.m. when I was supposed to be doing my homework. Mm-hmm. But Angel came on at, like, 2 a.m. on, like, NBC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'd watch, like, SNL, and then I'd, like, wait an hour, and then, like, Angel and Roswell would come on, and it was, like, really tough trying to watch it. So, like, I tried to watch the first season of Angel, but it was, like, really... I didn't watch it, like, regularly. Yeah, because I was, didn't always stay awake long enough to do that. So I like had this. I was like, oh, I remember being really tired watching a lot of these episodes. The only thing, I, this is crazy, but I can't actually remember, you know, any WB programs. Like I didn't watch any of the WB programs back mm-hmm. in the day. But I re- we did have that cable package that uh, got the WB. Way to gloat about and, it. Uh, hey, you know, <laughs> and hey, and, and I didn't watch the WB because I just didn't appreciate mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what I was missing. Well, so it. whatever way I was getting season four, right. like went away. Oh, so actually, no, that's what this is what it was. So that's how I watched season four. But the reason I never watched season five of Buffy as it aired was because right. that's the year the WB became its own channel. But we didn't get the WB mm. until I moved to Pennsylvania, and then all of a sudden I could watch all everything. Yeah. Right. But that was also the year Buffy switched to UPN, so it was no longer on the short, WB. So, like, joy. I never watched Buffy live on the WB. Yeah. All right, well, well what I was going to say is, like, I don't remember real. I never really got into any WB programs uh, when that network uh, was, was alive as itself, but I 
distinctly remember that frog, that singing frog. <laughs> like I have, I, I remember every like commercial pitch that that frog would sing about the mm-hmm. WB. He had a name really well. Mm-hmm. It did, he did, and he was in his own cartoon. I like, talked about this recently day, with my but, friend, and she's gonna be annoyed that I don't remember. Uh, Wasn't his name like WB Frog or something? No. no. Anyway, yeah. and I, I remember that frog really well. I just don't remember any, I, like, I guess Dawson's Creek was on WB, mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, Michigan J Frog. Yeah. Michigan J Frog. Yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, not watching the network itself, but somehow every time catching the WB, like, I must have literally flipped through the channels at times just to see that frog pitch the network. Yeah. Yeah. Because between every, like, commercial break, they would do some promo with, like, the cast of some show Mm -hmm. and, like, with the frog or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think they even, like, there was a time where they, like, called the network, like, the frog. Maybe. Does that sound right? like, yeah, that does. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll have to go into a deep dive on the history yeah. of the WB. The WB was an era of yeah. it, like a channel of it its is. time or yeah. whatever. I mean, like, obviously no longer exists, but, like, I would argue, like. I mean, it still more or less exists. Online. As yeah. a CW is what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like the CW content versus WB content, mm. like, their content menus are very different. Like, the WB like, was, like. So much the, like, I feel like Do you WB think it's just like, a refinement of what, like, the WB, like, just, like, Nickelodeon? I think it's just that it's been 20 years, and so yeah. the tastes are a little bit different, but I think the DNA is exactly the same. But, I mean, like, every, there's definitely a bent towards teenagers, but I feel yeah. like there was also a lot more family dramas, like, Maybe. on, like, yeah. you know. That's or, all on Freeform now. It's true. Just yeah. kidding. Do ABC th- family. Well, they do, used to do you be. think that they were more exper- experimental back in the day? Because when they were first starting out... I think they still out, are. They still are? Okay. I mean, I, I, not as yeah. much now. Now everybody's experimental because everybody has to compete with Netflix, Hulu, right. HBO, Showtime. Like, all of everything's kind of level now. So now everybody has to be experimental. But I still feel like, not to harp on the, <laughs> the one other show we constantly seem to talk about now, but I feel like Riverdale is very much in the vein of Buffy, of, like, mm-hmm. being pretty experimental. I mean, it's very conventional teen mm-hmm. content, but mm-hmm. the rest of it is, I think, pretty unconventional. So mm-hmm. I, think... I mean, I think the WB was experimental in that, like, Buffy aired on the WB, and like, mm-hmm. Buffy was not a show that other channels probably would have aired. Because, right. like, who's going to watch a show about a teenage girl? Like, oh, nobody, girls don't watch TV, or like, right. whatever those network execs were thinking. But, like, um, you know, I think to air a show about vampires and demons fronted yeah. by a female lead yeah. was kind of experimental. Right. Yeah. So, um, and they definitely pioneered the spinoff for sure. You not so? not pioneered, but I, I guess what I mean is perfected, like... Perfected, maybe? Perfected. <laughs> I feel like there was a time where a lot of their shows were like spinoffs of other shows. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Pioneer is not the right word, but... Yeah. Um, that was a well they went to a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, Alex, I forgot to warn you about our sort of like traditional questions that we ask our guests. Oh, that's right. Well, I've heard every episode. Oh, so that's true. I, You're I <laughs> one of our longtime fans. That's right. Exactly. Um, um, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, did you, do you want to tell us how you got into Buffy? Um, <laughs> well, I know uh, the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'd seen the movie okay. uh, several times uh, in several my youth, times. in my, in my wayward youth. Um, <laughs> Because it's a, it is a cool concept. Yeah. Even as, even for all the things that the movie does wrong, and things I didn't know at the time, I d- had no idea the background of the movie. I didn't even know uh, the story of uh, that. You know, all these years later, then watching things like Firefly, and realizing, oh, it's the same person who did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea, 
And I also have a tendency to come to things that are amazing late. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get into Firefly until it was already like on DVD, had been canceled yeah. for years. Well, um, you and everyone else. Yeah. It was uh, short lived. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just like, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just like everybody else. Um, and then uh, I caught a couple episode of couple episodes of late season Angel on television. Uh, the and I remember them well. I remember specifically. This is when you the, were uh, out, like when you were young or in college. Or? Uh, this was uh, probably the last season of Angel when it was airing. Oh, okay. So uh, this was in high school. I want to say. Yeah. Does that sound mm -hmm. right? I'm trying to do the math. Me too. So... It was either late stage high school or yeah, early maybe. college. It probably ended in 2005, right? So uh, this would... Or maybe to... then this was like freshman year of college or yeah, something. Maybe it, did, it was it like went, flipping it went through the channels. It went one season past Buffy, and Buffy ended in, let's see, 2003. So Angel so would have ended in 2000... 2004, 2005. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that would have been senior year of yeah. high school for me. Yeah, 2004. And, yeah. Okay, so yeah. so then okay. senior yeah. year of high school, I remember we were on a trip somewhere and uh, flipping through the channels of uh, whatever like rental house we were staying in, and uh, I caught the episode, uh, spoiler alert, uh, where uh, Angel turns into a puppet. Oh, okay. And it was a real, I was like, I'm into it's this. A classic. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a lot going on and a lot of characters mm -hmm. that I like had no idea what was going on or what, uh, it's like, oh man, I'll... These people seem to have a lot of drama with each other, mm -hmm. but also there's puppets yeah. uh, and demons, and um, and I I, I liked it. I just never got into it, and it was not a time when you re it was still that time period when you had to like have make a, a, an appointment mm -hmm. to catch yeah. the shows you wanted to yeah. or Even catch DVDs things on VHS. TVs and DVD. on, TV well, you on had DVD to, like, wasn't as big back then either. Yeah. Use your VCR and record it. Right. Like, yeah, like DVRs, exactly. I think had just come out right. or something. Yeah. Like it was like TiVo. Yeah. So yeah. I was cognizant of this stuff. But I had never really caught it. Uh, and then I met this girl. And <laughs> she just changed my life. Uh -huh. um, and I... Uh, uh, also so, caught me watching some. Yeah. And I, I, I caught Jenny watching some. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. Um, and of course, then I knew a lot more about Joss Whedon's connection. You know, that he created the series. He created the movie. And, um, and the connection between the <clears> movie and the show. And then I caught a couple uh, times that I was home at my parents' house, I would catch uh, some marathons, mm -hmm. and I got more into it. In one of uh, Ginny's watch-throughs, you know, before yeah. this podcast existed, uh, we watched. When it, when it, in one of her semi-annual uh, trips true. through the entire uh, series, yeah. um, it was a time when, you know, I would get home from work, and uh, we would we just watch it. it. And, uh, because I hadn't seen it, mm -hmm. uh, it was, but it was always up my alley. Like a lot of things like, you know, yeah. like that. And, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Anyways. And then I, you know, I, I made it th through season. I started on season two. Oh yeah. Made it you, to season three. Right. Yeah. You and then we me. started over again because then this pro, then the, the podcast. And then you were like, thank God you didn't start me on season one. <laughs> well, it was interesting because I then. I feel like you would have stuck it out. Yeah, but but it was interesting then to see series because I hadn't seen season one and I knew some some stuff was explained to me about what had happened. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting then to see the whole season with the master, for instance, because then there's that season three episode uh, or season two, maybe I'm, season the, two. Season, yeah. yeah, season two. Sorry, where, where they go to the alternate timeline. 
No, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh. So yeah. you're right. I thought yeah. you were talking about when so, like, so the she first, had to bury the bones. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, the the right, first yeah. time I saw them. And, no, and all right. The first time I started watching was actually the second half of, of season, season two. Yeah, you didn't so I didn't see. even start at the beginning of season two. Oh. I started when Angel became bad. Oh, okay. And so for me, it's like I didn't know anything about I hadn't really seen. I knew he was good and turned mm-hmm. bad, but I hadn't really seen those. But you don't the, the history the of like. The arc, yeah. Right. Yeah, and then to see, for instance, the episode in season three where they see the master again, right. and I see, uh, oh, this seems like an interesting villain, and to hear, but I hadn't seen season one at all, so yeah. I didn't really know the yeah. the history that they had there or or his actual arc in the in the in the best timeline, mm-hmm. I guess. You'd say. Or that he seemed like a really interesting villain, but like in actuality, in like actually, wasn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, anyway, uh, that's a long story. But, um, <laughs> it's a long journey that you took. Yeah, yeah. you took yeah. a really long journey. Well, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> um, well, do you... I mean, it's... Inter- so, you've seen only through this episode, The Freshman, right? Yes. 401. Season 4, episode yeah, 1. Is I've, that you had actually already watched this one even before we watched I've it. I've seen today, a couple... But- I've seen a couple episodes oh, beyond couple. because okay. of times again that you've you've watched uh, not Got not it. since this podcast started. Okay, just to let you know, Allie. Um, <laughs> but uh, just previously when I would you know watch yeah this okay yeah exactly. But you pretty much haven't seen the rest of the show from yes, here. I I know basics like I have seen once more with commenter uh, once more with, uh, <laughs> feeling. feeling. Yeah. Um, We've been separate. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've seen it. I've heard it. I've lived it. Um, okay. Uh, so I have seen some episodes ahead, and I know the basics, uh, because I did read a couple of the comics that are set after the series concludes. Got it. Okay. So you know so some stuff. So I know some big plot yeah. um, outcomes. Yeah. Who lives, who dies. Yeah. Who, who tells, tells your story. story. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so I guess of the, you know, I, I, if you know of something that you want to talk about that's fine but i guess basically talking about seasons one through three do you have a favorite season three okay and do you have a favorite big bad the mayor okay i mean a, and there's no there, there's no big surprise yeah. i haven't answers. seen yeah <laughs> i haven't seen obviously yeah, yeah i mean I there seen are more great villains bads, to come yeah. but yeah you have. i thought he was gonna come out and say the witch was like a witch was his favorite episode and yeah. we like leave right now yeah. <laughs> well i mean do you have a favorite episode or is there an episode that really stands out to you Oh, I like I like the I like the Toad episode as far as yeah. a, a monster of the week. Um, it wasn't always executed to the best, you know. Like they they didn't go as scary as it could be. Uh, this and, show aired at eight p.m. So. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and then I really like the episode that I'm blanking on the name where she had. This is another season three episode where she has to take that test, and it really is a mini horror film. Oh, yeah. The, the, the helpless. The helpless. Oh, yeah. the Slayer test. Yeah, yeah the Slayer yeah. test. Yeah. Because that was just, they really, for everything. Are you talking about the SATs? I know, no, I was no, like, no. like, what? <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, because that episode was another, and you see Joss Whedon do, does this all the time, and, and the people he works with mm-hmm. uh, are all about bending genres and, you know, everything from Cabin in the Woods. To, right. You know, you could do uh, ad nauseum, just go into it. Uh, like that was their attempt to do a mini slasher, right? Yeah, you know, and everything in from what the villain, from what minutes. that vampire yeah. was wearing, like the jumpsuit, you right? Know? And Ooh, uh, I didn't actually think about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah you're totally. Right. Yeah, he was wearing a Jason jumpsuit. Yeah, you know? oh. and uh, um, and and again, just hitting on that theme, like here, what here's what happens 
Which is what Buffy's all about when that character can kick ass. Mm-hmm. Or butt, you know. Um, so this isn't really a question. I just want... <laughs> I think the other reason that you like that episode is because you are very interested in the Watcher's Council. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Alex is constantly <laughs> basically writing his own mini fan fiction about the show where he's like, well, I want to know more about this character. Like, what do they do? And do they do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Even today, you are getting some pretty good shots. <laughs> Uh, I'm interested in... I really want you to start writing them down and just explore these extended universes, because the show does pretty much stick to just Buffy and just Angel, but yeah, there are a lot of interesting doors that they open. Yeah, there's there's stories Mm -hmm. within stories, you know? Yeah. Expanded universe and all that. I think there might be one or two comics that dive into the Watcher's Council a little more, so... That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Um, He's very interested in authority. And, <laughs> and how it why corrupts should, yeah, and, and yeah. becomes stagnant and, you know. Or why we should listen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, or obey not. them without question. <laughs> or fire them. Yeah, or fire them. Um, are you Team Angel or Team Spike? Just team, kidding, you haven't yeah, seen yeah. Well, a lot of Spike stuff. I haven't seen a lot of Spike stuff, so uh, I would say Team Spike, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of unfair. Just because you don't want to get locked out of your apartment. <laughs> That's, uh, I would never do that. Yeah, she's she. Yeah. You don't have to say either, too. You could. That's true. You know, I mean, I don't think you're allowed to say Team Riley, but you could. I mean, it doesn't I, have to be in a romantic team. It's true. Yeah. I don't know who Riley is, but he I just can't met him admit. Today. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I think this is a pretty good Indicator. indication of how the successful Riley character is, though. Um, he, he's, <laughs> he's great. Him? But Him. he's not introduced as, like, he's definitely introduced as someone you're like, okay, obviously... I mean, they introduce a lot of characters Yeah, but obviously episode. because yeah. they spend so much time with him, like, you know he's going to become, like, a recurring character, and, like, yeah, but just he, the way yeah. he looks, you're like, okay, of course he's going to become, like, a possibly a love interest, but, like, they introduce him in that he, like, is not at all interested in Buffy, like, right. existing. He doesn't so, even like, remember her name. Yeah, so, uh, like, it's not, right. it, like, he's, you're right, like, if you haven't seen further, then, like, he wouldn't he would really stick, stick out to as, you. Like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it, it's funny you say that, because to me, his, the way they, they treat him in this episode, I had still no idea, like, I didn't Until feel he was set up at all. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Oops, I, I felt like he was just like, oh, yeah, this is one of those char- nice guy characters that you see for a bit, but... You're never mm. going to see him again. You know, yeah. Like, he's there to introduce college, and right. we'll talk about it more. So, later. Alex, I feel like yeah. before we get going, okay. we should just yeah. say, like, spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we, right. we are not shy about the 20-year-old spoilers. So, no, it's true. Yeah. I have a lot of things to say about his hair, so. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> his 90s bowl cut. Right. <laughs> it parts in the center. It's like that's the my favorite haircut of all time. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, well, it's, it's been good. Um, <laughs> okay, so I think we'll talk about Buffy first and then yeah, Angel. Yeah, Um, okay. I, that's the way they aired, right? Yes, that's the okay. way they aired. So I think so, that makes sense to talk about it yeah. that way. Especially mm-hmm. because there are some things in Buffy that influence some sure. stuff that happened in Angel. And, um, yeah. so do you want to recap the freshmen? Sure. Um, yeah, so season one of, I'm sorry, episode one of Buffy, season four is called The Freshman. It's because she and Willow are starting their freshman year of college. Um, you know, we found this out in season three that they decided to go to the local UC, UC Sunnydale. Um, and yeah, they're just kind of like, you know, they start off in the graveyard, they're trying to pick their courses and it's kind of an interesting dynamic in this, you know, as this, as this episode starts going because Buffy for once is kind of the, the one in the group who's not sure of herself. 
So we see, you know, they have their first day on campus. Buffy can't find her classes. She can't find some buildings. She doesn't know, you know, she has trouble getting into her classes. Meanwhile, Willow is like super engaged and like the happiest she's been probably in the whole time yeah. on the show. She's like explains to Buffy how happy she is to be around people who want to learn because that's always been her thing and people always made fun of her for it. But like in college, it's not frowned upon. Um, and even Oz, you know, as we know, he's just like, such a cool guy. He is, his band has already been playing on the campus for years. So he like literally directs somebody to like their dorm or whatever. So like Buffy is kind of the odd man out in this situation, which is not really where she normally sits. So yeah. it's like kind of confusing for her. Um, but yeah, so she eventually, uh, meets another kid on campus who seems to be as confused as she is. And he's this guy named Eddie. And so they like have you know, figure out where his dorm is because he's got a map and she's like happy to have finally made a friend and not feel so alone in this kind of new environment. But uh, the next day in class, she finds out that they had psychology together and he doesn't show up. She goes to his dorm and there's like this weird note just saying that he like can't take it and decided to go home. So Buffy, you know, maybe completely accurately or maybe because she's kind of grasping for, for something, um, decides that he probably, you know, maybe there's gang of vampires on camp a gang of vampires on campus or who knows what sinister things could be going on. Um, so she tries to go to Giles and she can't really find her friends. So she's like trying to sort out this situation. Giles is like living a bachelor lifestyle. is <laughs> not particularly interested in helping her. Uh, and that's a little bit uncomfortable, but sure, whatever. Uh, Giles, you do you. Um, so she ends up trying to kind of solve this thing on her own. Luckily she finally runs into Xander who for once is like helpful. Um, and the two of them piece together what has been going on camp going on on this UC Sunnydale campus. And of course, Buffy was correct. There is a gang of vampires that's been kind of picking off um, lonely students that so that they cannot raise suspicions and they've been doing it for years. Um, of course, Buffy finally encounters these encounters these vampires and she actually kind of gets her butt kicked because she's still not totally up to being herself. Um, but eventually she and Xander, again, they get the upper hand on them and they save the day. I mean, and that's kind of the end of it, but she sort of, she kind of gets her mojo back at the end. She starts to feel more like herself and also kind of understand where she fits in this world. Mm -hmm. um, and Giles shows up at the last minute to help, but they've yeah. already solved their own problems. Did either of you find it interesting that Buffy really started to get her mojo back once she started fighting the vampires? Like, where she was like... I feel like that's really appropriate. Yeah, and that but is like, a where, good she, where she became comfortable again, where she was like, okay, it feels like high school, I can handle this, is like, there's a demonic problem, I can solve mm -hmm. it, I can handle it, this is what I'm good at. Because I feel like the, where she's coming from in this is, she's gone from an environment where... You know, she was never fully included at high, in high school just because she wasn't sure. there. But, like, she coasted by on the fact that, like, she was pretty, pretty and social yeah. and, like, dressed well and, like, all this stuff. But, like, right. she's in an environment that where where you thrive is if your strength is more academic. Like, this mm -hmm. is why Willow's just, like, having no problem at right. all. Whereas Buffy is, like, her one weakness is the strength that you would coast on here. And so right. she can't coast anymore. Like, no one cares that she's pretty or what she's wearing right. or if she's nice. And, like, like we see this how Riley kind of, like, barely notices her. And, her. like, is, yeah. you know, more interested in talking to Willow about, like, psychological theory and, like, all this stuff. And so it's interesting, like, the moment she kind of snaps out of it is when, mm -hmm. like, Xander reminds her, like, this is why you're special and this is what you do. And, yeah. like, she realized she does kind of get her butt kicked the first time, but then she comes back and she's like... Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, like, I can still do this. I'm yeah. the Slayer, and, like, you didn't break my arm. It's hurt, but, like, I can still do my job and, mm -hmm. like, still right. do it really well. Yeah. But it's also, like, I feel like the show's kind of trying to make a statement of, like, 
Yeah, I mean, where she used to go to Giles for help or whatever, and, and I think it's a little bit of Giles being like, well, you did fire the council, and so this is what you wanted, but also I think it's like he's not quite ready to let go of his summer of fun. I or agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of making a statement of like, we're gonna start to see Buffy step up more as the de facto leader. Like, she mm-hmm. always kind of was, but she also had Giles to go to, but like, we see her, like, Giles is there to help, but we see her, like, looking to him for guidance, like, less and less. Right. So, uh, at least for this yeah. season. And um, I think that's kind of yeah a statement they were trying to make about, like, this is the direction yeah. for this season. And it's also the show, maybe uh, to your point, uh, a little bit saying like, hey, we're in a new environment here. Exactly. But yeah. it's going to be the same vampire slaying fun. Yeah, that, well, you know, well like, I don't think it's an accident that, that the first the, villain the opposite, of the season though. was a vampire. True. Yeah. That's funny, though, because I also feel like it's the opposite. It is what you're saying in mm-hmm. that, like, they're reassuring the audiences that, like, this show can still continue and can still be successful even though they're in the new envi- this new environment. But I mm-hmm. also think Buffy is the surrogate for the audience. Yeah. And, like, kind of successfully. I think that it was smart for them to... Ad- have Make her, her so uncomfortable issue, in the yeah. first episode because we're all really uncomfortable yeah. being like, how is this going to work? Yeah. You're not in high school. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. it doesn't well, make sense that you would just be able to get by on the things. Like, yeah. they kind of address all the things that I think would have been criticisms of it, but they just make a whole episode about it, right. which is kind of when well, they're at their best. Almost explicitly. Like, you yeah, see Willow, exactly. like, they almost get a little meta about it where, like, they mm-hmm. walk into the library and, like, Willow's, like, yeah. talking crap about, like, the old library. And, right, like, right. and then they're basically very explicit about the fact that we will not be hanging out in the library. This will not be where we powwow. Right, right. Like, even the fact that, like, Giles used to be the leader of the group, like, they have him not take part mm-hmm. until the very end. It's, like, they're, like, everything you thought you knew about how business gets done, we're not going to do that anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, we don't, we're not telling you yet how we're going to do that, but, like, it's a little more, like, they're almost explicitly saying, like, library? No. Yeah. Giles? No. Right. Like, mom? No. Like, all this stuff is, like, you know, that, like, all these environments that we're used to, and, like, you know. I think it's interesting. I mean, they kind of walk it back a little bit. Of course. But... And I think you're right to, like, give us a familiar demon that, like, she's not fighting something that's symbolic, it's just vampires. I mean, and they are symbolic in the sense that they... Yeah. Are, you know, the things that they're saying, they are picking on her weaknesses right. and coming at yeah. her at deeper in deeper ways, but it's not, you know, it is ultimately right. just a gang of vampires. She's right. taken out hundreds of those. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. And into your, you know, like, uh, it's like, oh, we're not going to go to the... We're not going to go to the library anymore. And then they see a library. And it's like, oh, it's a bigger, better library. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's just like, it's like, oh, wait, we probably... But also you know. way more public one that people actually use. Right. right. Like, they, they definitely can't, like, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's still full of arcane knowledge? <laughs> I don't know. No, probably not the same reference. <laughs> yeah. Well, Willow did kind of soften the blow and say that, aside from the occult collection, sure. it wasn't yeah, very good, is, but, like, right. yeah. It's definitely top-notch. Yeah. Um, I do like this new version of Xander that we see. It lasts for about five minutes. But, I was gonna um, say, uh... No, but I, but I, but I, I kind of had this thought to myself, like, Buffy runs into Xander at the Bronze. We find out Xander's been on some, supposedly been on some cross-country road, road trip, trip yeah. but, like, in fact was, like, stuck, like, getting his car fixed far, or something. Yeah. Which is typical Xander. But, like, he comes right out of the gate, like, being a friend. Like, he doesn't seem to have ulterior yeah. motives. He's just trying to pump, like, pep her up, like, well, trying to tell her what she's good at. He's, like, gives her this great pep talk. It is a good pep talk. Until he talks about imagining her imagining naked or whatever. Right, yeah. But, like, I was like, oh, Xander, this is so great. No, and then I, I was like, the, and then yeah. you just, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. No, I had the same reaction, though, which is basically, like, oh, because, you know, we obviously are not afraid of, like, <laughs> going hard on Xander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that in my head there are, like, two to three moments in the future that are going to happen that mm-hmm. are, like, genuinely, I think, really powerful moments in the series. And then this was this was a funny, like, I had forgotten about this mm-hmm. interaction with him. Um, but it was a good, like, it, this is a mini sample of, like, the one thing that Xander 
does sometimes do right is yeah. be a really good, give people really good pep talks. And it was a really good, like, yeah. precursor to one that he's going to give somebody else down the line. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so it does kind of fit with him that this is something that he could do. Um, but also I think, too, like, they're presenting him before his little backsliding, like, he's also a more mature Xander. Like, he's he is calmer, little, yeah. he's like coming in like the voice of reason which is not a role that we usually yeah. see Xander inhabiting like usually right. he's the like rash one that wants to just go out but like I was like this is a great use of Xander like yeah. and I think the show shifts like this starts a shift of Xander's character which is why maybe in retrospect we didn't hate him as much as we've actively been hating him this run through or he's in my we'll uh, he's gonna get another pretty bad moment in this season he absolutely oh next season he absolutely next will season, but, but I'm saying like more and more the good yeah. moments seem to outweigh the like disgusting mm -hmm. moments but and I think this is kind of the first start of, like, they almost do, like, a little bit of a reset. Right. Almost. Right. Because then he's immediately back to talking to her face about, like, and, she, I mean, that's just, like, okay, he's yeah. still 18, like, whatever. Right. right. Um, yeah. I, yeah. The other thing that I really liked about that scene is, I mean, and this is also, like, they, this is not a subtle thing, but, like, it was so jarring to watch Buffy go into the bronze mm -hmm. and know that she's not going to see Angel there. Because, like, every time she ever went there, you know, she would turn her head and there he was. And so, like, I was, like, literally sitting there, was, like, hurting my heart a little bit to just be like, oh my god, he's not there. And then she, like, thinks she sees him for a second and, like, he's not there. I mean, they kind of cheated. They totally had Dave Orianis do a cameo. Like, it. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's definitely him, but, like, yeah. So... Is, is it strange at all that this place is still large enough for a UC campus and the bronze is still the only place in, in town? Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say that when they were in high school it seemed to be overrun with college students, but then right. while they were in college it's still... I mean, it's like... Maybe we just were supposed to assume it was a mix all right. along. I mean, they kind of make a reference that the campus is like five miles outside of town. Yeah, right. I was going to say, I think some... I, think some of the UCs might kind of be like that or you know like like BC is like not really in Boston proper mm -hmm. like that is a right. colleges can get named for them yeah the biggest kind of city but, right. but then but then why would you name but it also I think totally. also part yeah. of it is yeah. like not necessarily that college students per se are really hanging out at the bronze all but the time Buffy unless is. it's like a good show but that Buffy's retreating back to like high school because like she's going back to where she's comfortable yeah. because she's so uncomfortable in her new environment right I mean it's jarring to see Buffy like she's like, usually so self-possessed and, like, mm -mm. confident even if she doesn't know what she's doing. But, like, she's, like, a little shrinking so, violin, like, yeah, like walking really... through, like, campus, like, excuse, excuse me, excuse yeah. me, mm -hmm. what, what? Yeah. Where yeah. do I go? I mean, and she has some pretty admittedly, like, rough well, experiences yeah. out the gate. You know, that scene where she goes into the pop culture class to try and get a seat is, like, that professor is just clearly out of line. Yeah. And not to say that it's unbelievable. I'm sure there are you know, professors well, like that. I haven't really had any like that, but... Right. Uh, uh, I, I have, and there are always the professor of, like, pop Right. So, culture, yeah. You know, he's already like feeling those, insecure about right. yeah. something he's a teaching. little less yeah. yeah. We're just, like, drinking something out of a mason jar, yeah. and you're just like, I guess it's coffee, but, you know... Yeah. Um, Should we talk about uh, Kathy? Yes. Our favorite Pilates Dad, instructor. Yeah, you write down her real name. Oh, really quickly, but while we were still on Xander, speaking to two people, two California ends, um, he got as far as Oxnard, which is, that's where he broke down. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, from my reading, that's like a little, that's a city like west of Los Angeles. East. East. Oh, Okay. So he was, right, so he Oxnard was. is inland, and as we've determined, Sunnydale is probably coastal. Okay. Because there's docks. Oh, okay. So right, right. I assume he went east to Oxnard. Yeah. So he was literally that. like an hour and a half. Yeah. Maybe he really, yeah. Yeah, he, he really did not go that far. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't really established how far from L.A. Sunnydale is. Right. No. And he might have also just been using that as a, like... Yeah. Yeah. I made it as far yeah. as... And I, it's just been, an interesting... You know, it was an interesting it. I mean, we could assume that perhaps he was, like, on his way to Vegas or the right. Grand right. Canyon or something, and, like, it's conceivable that Oxnard would have... Like, anybody who's not from California would not know where Oxnard is. No. But it's just... It just seemed like... I wonder if the writer or somebody was making some sort of joke about that town. Or, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I like, think the joke is that Xander really didn't get very far. Right. <laughs> and then he didn't even make it any more glamorous. Yeah. 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 And then he didn't, like, call or... He didn't like, make it to know. L.A. Yeah. Yeah. He made it to... Perhaps he ate yeah. a lot of strawberries, but yeah. <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, I'm sorry. No, so, that's, like no that. that's a totally fair point to bring up. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but yeah, <laughs> that's he really didn't go very far at all. Um... But yeah, and he spent the whole a month and a half just out there, working, and a yeah, half uh, away, yeah, like a bus ride jobs, away. Yeah. And yeah. He, he, well, he wanted to pay for his car. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I think he was hoping that he would make enough to keep going, right? And yeah. then it, and then it, it was clearly not going to happen. Then he had yeah. to. Yeah. I do like his situation though, where he comes home and like now he was yeah, like, it's right. the same, except I live in the basement, pay rent. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, it's just more and more, just like things are things are the same but different. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. True. If you, exactly. I think if you're going yeah. to college that close to home, like it is yeah. true. Like things are yeah. the same but different. And we could say that perhaps Willow is thriving so well is that she's not living at home and she's finally out from under her like satanic yeah. parents or yeah. whatever. So, yeah. um, but uh, I do want to talk about another new person that we meet, which is mm-hmm. Buffy's roommate. We only mm-hmm. meet her very briefly. We right. will get to know her a little, a bit, little more bit better next week. Um, but <laughs> all we know about her right now is that she is a Celine Dion fan. Yeah. And what and Ginny she's and a I know bit about Yeah. And what Ginny and I know about her is we used to do Pilates with her. She was the modification model. Yeah, she was <laughs> we had these uh, Pilates like DVDs in college. It's so funny too because we must have been watching these at the same time. Yeah. Because we were doing those senior year and yeah. that was when we were watching yeah, Buffy we were together. Like, so it's it was Kathy. like of course we recognized her, but it's just so funny. Like we always did yeah. yeah. So, and in the videos, her name two. is Dagny, so that's if her, we, And that's what she's credited as Dagny yeah, in the if show, we, so. Yeah, if we forever reference her as Dagny. Right, they just say her name just, a lot, yeah, because yeah. she was always, yeah, you just said this, but she was always doing the modified versions of things. And the yeah. So she was the one that we paid attention to. Well, and she was constantly getting name-checked to, to be like, yeah. oh, check out Dagny if you need to, like, blah, 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 so it is yeah. funny. Um, I mean, I, you know, that's... That is... Pretty much my favorite part about the fact that she's Buffy's roommate is... Me too. She's my Pilates instructor. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, I do enjoy her performance. It's her, like, really high-strung, yeah. kind of relatable, yeah. like, nightmare roommate situation where it's just, like... Eh. I, I love when she's like, I specifically requested a stable non-smoker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allie, did you have an interesting freshman year roommate situation? Uh... Only in that I lived with my freshman year roommate for all four <laughs> years of college, so obviously it worked out pretty well. Um, and every year we just collected another stray. Yeah. So uh, sophomore year we we added Stacia, and then junior year we added Me. perhaps Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Kept her around for senior year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although Jenny and I, we only we both studied abroad the second junior semester, year, yeah. so like we, we just did. had the one semester, and right. then like that's why we actually got became better friends senior year right. because we were actually around. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, but no, uh, my freshman year roommate was not a nightmare situation, mm-hmm. so we actually got along really well. We just exchanged gifts like thirty minutes. Ago. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hey, we were just hanging out with them. Yeah. Um, my freshman year, I lived in a quad. That's and right. Lived, you had more of a hellish. I lived in situation. a room, not like a quad, like a suite. It was literally a room that had four beds in it. It was twice as big as the other rooms that had two people in them, but it was like 
I mean, it was still awkward. It, I had, it was an okay yeah. experience. They mostly were nice, but, hmm. you know. But you I lived really in, like, basically the freshman towers at yeah. school. And yeah. I somehow wound up in, like, the auxiliary part of, like, a more <clears throat> upperclassman building. Right. And we also ended up with the corner room on this floor mm. that was, like, the biggest room on the floor. And we were freshmen. Yeah. And, like, it was kind of, like... How did no upperclassmen, like, want res- that, like, want that Wait, is room? is that the one that we lived in the next year? No. Okay. Um, you lived two doors down from that Got one. Got it. So okay. So, it was oh, the okay. one that, um... Tasha and Nick lived in? No, they lived below us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I know what you're talking about, yeah. I think. Yeah. Our room was just pretty big. Mm-hmm. It was the same layout, I think, mm-hmm. as Tasha and But, um, like, we somehow, as freshmen, wound up in, like, this great room. And so, like, I moved in... I have a twin sister that you guys have heard on this podcast (laughs) we did not go to the same school but we um both went to school in boston so we moved in me to my dorm room first and then we moved claire into hers which was a similar type dorm to where you lived Mm -hmm. where it's like the freshman towers basically and her room was like the smallest room on her floor and like we had literally just come from my palatial surroundings and like we walked into claire's room and she started crying (laughs) because in comparison she just realized she was like Oh, oh my so god, small. like, yeah. this is so tiny. Oh. And, like, and I didn't even, like, try, I just, I didn't want to live in the freshman towers, because mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't think that's the kind of dorm experience I want, right. so I put in for this other room. It was a little farther from campus, but it was, like, it seemed like a nice dorm, mm-hmm. pretty historic building in Boston, and I just lucked out, and, like, yeah. I got this great room, but, like, then we moved Claire, and, and like, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> it made her a stronger person. I mean, I swear you could, like, <laughs> sit in the middle of her room and like you couldn't touch the walls but like you could definitely touch the beds <laughs> like yeah. there was just like room for like a walkway yeah it was yeah. so crazy like I don't know like how they like put people in these rooms and like yeah I can't imagine now being like spoiled like extra millennials yeah. like how these kids handle it like yeah um <sighs> but no roommate situations were fine so yeah yeah no one hung up a Celine Dion poster, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I, I don't hate Celine Dion. There's a time and a place, but I'm not putting a, a poster, poster of her on my wall. Much. Yeah. yeah. She's got a pretty good Christmas album, I gotta say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the other universals kind of in this episode that I liked is the reference to Rocks for Jocks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must... It must be Professor, Professor Walsh. She's yeah. like, oh, if you want an easy class, yeah. go to geology, so, um, blah, blah, blah. And we I like, also, hey. <laughs> I want to mention, we also meet Professor Professor Walsh, yeah, the psychology her, yeah. uh, professor, who we will get to... So, obviously, we know... So, at the end of this episode, there's a little bit of a hint of what's to come. There's mm-hmm. um, right. this vampire escapes from Buffy's, like, onslaught and, mm-hmm. like, runs into, into this clearing and gets tased by a bunch of, like, militiamen, essentially. Yeah, guys in army yeah. fatigues. Um, yeah. And that's where it ends, and we'll find out who they are, but we also meet Professor Walsh, who at this point is interesting because she's Buffy's psych professor, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. she's the mother of Zosha Mehmet. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they're, like, close, but she used to be married to David Mehmet, and she's, Funny. yeah. Oh, I did not that's, know that. Uh, I forget her name. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know her real name, I'll but, yep. pay attention next time. Fun pop culture fact. So Shoshana yeah. on Girls is her daughter in yeah. real life. Funny. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I like the introduction of Professor, Professor Walsh. I feel like she comes across really, again, like really believably as like a right. 
you know, a, a, diff, a tough but, like, fair mm -hmm. professor. I really like the way that like, she plays Like, you'll do it. well really, if you do the work. Exactly. And, like, all that. And yeah. I like that she, you know, I think, I mean, I think all students enjoy this, but, like, when you have a professor that treats you basically like adults, it mm -hmm. kind of asks for that behavior back from you, and I think right. that it tends tends to be among the better experiences that you have, but I guess I just, I think that, that she's playing it really believably, and it's like, I, even I feel like, you know, kind of, like, Buffy's had such a rough start to these, like, first couple classes, and, like, that one, it definitely mm -hmm. seems like it's going to be a lot of work, but it also feels really comfortable right out yeah. the gate of, like, oh, I, this is a place where I can learn, and I can be myself. Um, well, you kind of see Buffy, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar plays that scene particularly well, yeah. which you can see her kind of go, oh, oh. but also, like, determined, like, she's right. like... I'm going to prove that I belong here exactly. and I can do this. Yeah. And like, you know, that's kind of nice. I agree so, with you. Yeah. That's one thing also about the college experience is like, you choose your courses, which is something they're doing at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, which we didn't talk about, the True. vampire. Oh, yeah, I didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 uh, but that she can't quite... Like, in high school, just the way the system is, you can kind of... She was able to slide by. Mm -hmm. um, because she is smart. And yeah. she uh, had friends who were able to, you know... Tutor her. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And, and in college, you're a little more like, yeah, you choose your course load, and you have a lot more free time yeah. that you, as an adult. So in some ways, slaying becomes a little easier. On the other hand, she's also going to have to do, you know, a lot more work at, to mm -hmm. slide by academically. Mm -hmm. And I'm, as someone who doesn't, isn't familiar with what is ahead, because I know you... I've heard episodes of this particular podcast where they it's mentioned that the college thing kind of uh, it takes a back seat you yeah. know after the season especially yes yeah um but just the idea of like oh wait you can't you you also are going to have to put more effort into the academics mm -hmm. if you want if you do want to pass a professor like that like right yeah you know so do you guys want to talk about the vampire at the beginning because yeah. i love this scene it was very funny yeah. and it was uh, yeah, yeah, like, I do want so to talk Buffy about Buffy is sitting there talking about staying sharp and on yeah. point, and, like, <laughs> the entire time she and Will are having this conversation, this vampire rises out of the grave, sees all their weapons, and decides... Not today. <laughs> which which actually raised a question for me is like, do are vampires born knowing that a stake will kill them, or is this not learned they, behavior? They all seem to know a lot. Yeah, I feel like in conversations with dead people, we maybe get some sort of clarity on how he knows. Because I feel like they also know that she's a slayer sometimes. Yeah. Right. I don't or, remember or even what the, the, the concept of a slayer. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't remember what the answer to that question yeah. is, but I think we will get an answer to it. But either way, yeah, that is yeah. funny. That they do seem to be born with some innate, yeah. like, awareness to these things. But like, I love that at the end she's like, oh, is this guy ever going to rise? Well, like, and I just love that vampire. Or it's like, yeah. You know, because that is sort of one of those things that I think you say sometimes to yourself when you're watching TV. And yeah. you're just like, why are they even fighting with her? They know she's the slayer. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, this guy who's going to be like, yeah, she's a slayer. You know what? I can just go somewhere else. <laughs> it's like a, a lot of the vampires that come out of the ground seem. Everyone seems to be have this harbor this illusion that I'm gonna be the one to take her. Right, right. Yeah, right. Like, but this guy was like, no, nah, not I don't need that. I so, like him. I respect that. Yeah. He's like, know your limits, man. You don't have to but, go for glory. Just survive. So <laughs> another interesting side of that whole scene that I thought perhaps they were getting at was, you know, because Buffy does get taken down by Sunday and her grades right. pretty quickly for the fact that we've seen Buffy take on much harder vampires right. before. And you could argue she's not really quite in the mental state that she should be in, but mm -hmm. also, as Giles reminds her, she fired the council and there's no indication that Buffy's been keeping up with her training right, or right. Gi that Giles has been keeping up with her training. Yeah. So perhaps it's kind of a message of like, Buffy's not quite on her game as the Slayer because 
she's spent a summer slacking off, like, you Well, know. she did say it was a slave-heavy summer, so, though, so... So, she has... That's true. She has been um, doing that. But also, it's like, she's not as sharp mentally, It does like, seem like she's like not sharp. Like, perhaps, had yeah. she been keeping up with some of her training, like, she wouldn't have let her mental state influence, right. like, the fighting. Right. And she kind of gets back... Like, she writes herself in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering if that was sort of, like, another commentary right. on, like... I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah. It's I, subtle. I definitely like, it's think not, that a lot of it is the the mental breakdown and that girl is clearly picking on her Sunday is clearly picking on her actual weaknesses in her emotional state. So it's like, she is, I mean, she Uh, smashes the class protector, which like, can we talk about how Sunday is making fun of her clothes and that that clothing item is a pair of jeans. Yes. (laughs) She wears jeans in multiple different pairs of jeans. And I was like, college Buffy wears jeans. Like, wow. Got it down. Yeah. Uh, They might have patches on them and, it's the jur- jury's up as to whether that's fashionable. Sunday seems to think not. I mean, Her Sunday also, seems to think they're coming back. Sunday, Sunday might be also the 80s. had the most like '90s hairstyle a person could yeah. have. So yeah, absolutely, she's no ju- No one yeah. shouldn't be in a place to judge. Yeah, yeah. Vampires shouldn't judge on fashion. Now that I think exactly, about it, they're, they're always, always stuck, stuck in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Unless you're spiked. Oh, just gonna say that. <laughs> um, Honorary well, best dressed. Do you think? I can't think of anything, but is there anything to her name, Sunday? Oh. Any greater meaning at all? You know, I didn't I even think about it. Yeah. Probably. There probably is. I just can't think. Because it is such a striking name. Mm-hmm. Sunday, It's like the name of God's a mean Day. girl, which she kind of is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know. yeah, there's yeah. probably something, the day the Lord rested, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. I did really love, college. um, though, Sunday and her goons, their competition Co- for the, the closest. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I was really like, funny. This is so, this was true in, like, 2000, and yeah. this is definitely true when I was in college. Yeah. Like, everyone had the same posters, because you'd go to the student bookstore and buy your posters, and it was like... Someone either had the the um, Animal House college poster, or they had a Klimt, or a Monet, or like whatever. It's like yeah. everyone had the same three posters. Yeah. Like since fam, all right. Just because we get into Sunday being a, a mean girl, mm-hmm. and uh, she's mean to the vampire that's that's a little overweight, mm-hmm. or not even really overweight. Right. She's just like LA overweight. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, mostly because Sunday's a mean jerk. Yeah. Um, but what? Um, it made me think about like, all right, vampires are corpses that are brought back to life. They stay the same forever. Can vampires work out? I was can wondering vampi- about that too. Yeah. Can vampires lose that weight? They don't really establish, they don't really talk about it in yeah. Buffy. It is a thing that they talk about in True Blood. So I think I have gotten those rules stuck in my head, um, but it's not. Yeah. Because it kind of, I only got those rules stuck in my head because I don't think anyone else has ever really bothered to specify. I them. don't think they ever really address it on Buffy. They don't. I mean, I think it's just supposed to be the thing that you pretend you don't notice as like the actors playing vampires like right. change Clearly in age, age yeah. and like fill out. Like, right. you know, David Boreanaz was very skinny in season one of Buffy. Right. Right. Yeah. Perhaps he was, he was just a starting young. artist. Like, well, he I mean, was just I don't so know. young. Yeah. But, by yeah. the, but by season five of Angel, like, you know, he's a bigger dude. Like, mm-hmm. not like obese or anything just like no, he also no, he's grew up and toned. became like a man like right. you know and so he's buffer. He's yeah. yeah well it's just like people always show that they have those pictures between the first x-men um mm. film and uh you know just to see uh i'm blanking on his name now but the guy who plays wolverine oh hugh jackman, oh, hugh yeah. jackman yeah. gets so gets ripped. Ja- yeah, yeah. He gets <laughs> seriously jacked yeah uh between the you know the first x-men which he was still he was Pretty, yeah. He was looking pretty good in that one. Yeah. But by the third movie, he's like, 
in, yeah. he, he truly is a mutant. You know? I believe that's what they invented the term swole for. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is a big dude. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. But it just made me think a little bit. Yeah, like, it, like, I was like, wondering about that, too. Like, like that's I, especially mean as a vampire if you can't do anything right, to change right. your, like, you know. Yeah. You can't I, drink that rich Slayer blood. Yeah, exactly. We can't <laughs> I feel like I would assume that they can't change it because it just really doesn't make sense your body's not operating the same way. But yeah. then again, it's all magic. I always thought it was so like you're just knows. kind of frozen in a moment mm-hmm. of time mm-hmm. and wherever you were, mm-hmm. you know. That makes sense. Um, like, it's kind of interesting how Spike dyeing his hair, like, right. I'm assuming, like, once you bleach it, it's stuck that way because, like, it's not going to grow out of it. Like, you could dye but it they back. They specifically but, show like, that he, in season seven, he doesn't have to dye hair for an episode. Yeah, so I think he was bleaching it, but, like, it's... It, but it is a little weird. interesting. Yeah. Like, how is his hair growing? Like that's like Willow asking Angel, "How do you shave?" And then we're, and then we got and into debate right. of like, does Angel even need to shave? Like yeah, yeah. Right. I guess well, the, the answer was like, we're not going to get an answer to that in this no, show. We're not. Um, no. that is funny though. Um. Okay. So, uh, do you guys want to talk about Angel? Well, let or me do you ask have you just more to say about Buffy. Well, I do. Uh, I know Alex has something to say about Eddie. Oh. Okay. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Of uh, human bondage, uh, Eddie. Of th- human bondage. There's Eddie. two. There's two things. Uh, one was Eddie, who, uh, I don't know off the top of my head his name, and I don't do research. Uh, so <laughs> you're not he, in college. Uh, he did look familiar. He's. Oh wait, is that the guy from Game? No. no. No, he's not that guy. He, he looks like him. He does look like that guy. He's, he's, uh, he's now the lead character, uh, or the the lead actor in Narcos, the Netflix series about... No, that's uh, the same guy. Oh, it is? Yeah. So yeah. he's Martel? Yeah. Oh, that's over right. In Martel. He's over in Martel. That's yeah. right. I, I said that to you, and then I was picturing his face, no, and I was like, maybe that is him. That's even oh, bigger. God. I don't even know why... I, I just I, came to that realization, because the whole time I was watching this, I was yeah. like, well, Eddie looks really familiar, and then I was like... Nah, I'm just gonna let oh it go. God, but then, like, right. then you were gonna say oh, that, and I was like, "Is he Game of Thrones?" And Jenny was like, "No, no, <laughs> no, he totally is. No, he's he, he's that guy." But I was thinking the whole time, and Agent, I was like, "Wait a minute, Agent we're talking Pina. about the same person." Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> this guy's gone on to big things, and he yeah. started out by dying and dying yeah. Buffy. Yeah, he plays a good role in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it makes me just. They they didn't really get to see what he was capable of. I do wish he could have stuck around a little longer. Um. Oh. But yeah. clearly he went on to right. big things regardless. But yeah, he's in Game of Thrones. And, well, I didn't even think about it. I totally forgot about it, that he was in Game of Thrones. But I remember him well. For, uh, he, he does a great job as Ancient Pena. I do find that when you remove some of these actors from the world of Game of Thrones, it can be extremely difficult to place them because I just watched season two of The Crown and I was like, why the hell do all these people look familiar? I can't figure out who they are. <coughs> and Yara Greyjoy and um, the... Kyburn or Kyburn, mm-hmm. the guy like they were both in this season, yeah. And I was like, oh, like I had well, to have and, this pointed uh, out to me like <laughs> online or something. And then I was like, that's like the like, Yara, J- the actress who plays Yara in particular. Like I was watching her episode and I was like, where do I know her from? And I was like trying to imagine and I could not get there. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, because it's just like she's dressed like a '50s secretary mm-hmm. versus like you know. I was like, sometimes you just cannot make the leap. Well, I'm like Lissa. That's her name, right? Catelyn's sister. Yeah. She Lysa? was in a, Lysa, she's in the opening scene of The Last Jedi. She's like one of the people operating the First Order ship. She's just like kind of a minor character. She says like one word. What? I, was like, uh... I didn't I didn't notice that. Hmm. I have to go back and watch They're that. everywhere. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is just when the when Sunday and her vampire goons are part of the process mm-hmm. they have for taking out these freshmen. Um 
involves like going into their dorm rooms and like getting rid of their stuff and making it seem yeah. like they moved out, <clears throat> which got me into thinking like, are dorm rooms not considered homes? That is a good question because because they that don't is ask gonna, permission. That is, that is going to come up again in this season, I think. Yeah. And I don't remember how they handle it. And it was one thing when Eddie, because he, they take out Eddie, right? And mm-hmm. he, he was, dead and he was right. lucky yeah. enough to have a single, a sweet single. <laughs> and and so they don't have to worry about a roommate. So they yeah. can, I can see getting into the common space. Shh, definitely the common space with the room. And but, they could get into Eddie's room because he's dead. Exactly. exactly. But, but getting into Buffy's room and yeah. cleaning that her Well, soul? Kathy you know says what? that she let them in. I oh, does she? Oh, okay. I don't Doesn't remember that. Did she say that? I, I didn't think so. She just says her stuff was gone. No, but I was going to say that Kathy probably oh. can't bar people from the room. But Buffy's, the fact that it was Buffy's room still should have made them Yeah, barred. Kathy, yeah, you're right about Kathy, but Buffy. Interesting. Hmm. I'm curious how, is there's an episode with Spike down the road that I don't know why I'm like, again, where it's like sometimes we get so weird about not spoiling things and then we spoil every big thing. There's yeah. an episode with Spike later where he is in somebody's dorm room and I don't remember if he's able to just come in or if he has to ask. So Let's revisit we'll this watch, when yeah, we get, because exactly. I don't remember, but that's an excellent point. I didn't yeah. think about that. It should be considered their house. Like, you should have to get an invitation. That, to like, get into the room, not to get into the dorm building for sure, but... I mean, maybe it's implied that one of them got invited in by Kathy and then left or something, and, like, they, it was just a con that they play or something, mm-hmm. but... I mean, or maybe they've been running this scam long enough that somebody invited them into that room, and I don't know when ownership changes hand how that affects things. I didn't even think about that. That is a good question. Yeah. Maybe awful. they're just temporary home, uh, temporary enough, but... Um, Again, we'll answer this in a few episodes, because you're right, I don't remember. Well, either it's inconsistent, or they establish that they can just come in and out of dorm right. rooms. Uh, I'd like to say that they would have never been able to get into the BU rooms, because the security <laughs> oh was my so God. stupid right. there. They wouldn't like, have gotten in the front door. You could not get into a BU dorm if you did not live there. Like, you had to show your, you had to swipe your ID, and you had to show it to yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if they... you had a guest, it was like a whole, you had to like sign over your firstborn to be like, I promise that they're just coming to visit me for two days. I thought that had something to do, remember they kept talking about going into the tunnels? Yeah, I thought about that, that, but they still shouldn't... They should Like, you can't just tunnel under every home in Sunnydale. I assume they could get into the actual building, but, like, into the room is still the question. Yeah. Yeah. Because the tunnel, Buffy also, I assume, isn't on the first floor, so a tunnel would not... I think she probably is on... I don't know. Most of those UC dorms are just one story. Well, a lot of them are. I don't know if that's... Yeah, I just don't think that... I'm pretty sure on the first floor. But But that wouldn't matter. Yeah, either way. The only other big point I, I had was, like, at the end when Giles finds them right outside the front house, <laughs> yeah. where, like, which is the, uh, you know, like, how did he know to find them there? Yeah. yeah. You know. I'm assuming someone left him a message. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, this is something that I was thinking about um, last episode or even a few episodes ago, but I wonder, I mean, I assume it's for the purposes of the show. As much as Xander is, like, a lost soul, he really should have joined the army. <laughs> yeah. Like, he already would have a leg up on everyone. Yeah. He, certainly this knowledge, they establish that this knowledge is, like, ever right. fading, so uh-huh. it's like, he's not gonna know it forever, but, like, if he had just gone in when he was 18, he would have, like, been the top of his class, and also, it's a very fitting, but, like, career choice yeah. for somebody who's like, oh, I've been helping my friends, and I'm, you know, he's not a superhero, but, like, he could go get trained, and, like, be fighting. But they like, can't, the reason they can't do that is because then he would he have be, to leave the show. I know. Because, like, that's the only reason. But you're right. He's the total... Well, we were watching him 
lead the charge in the graduation day. And I was yeah. just like, oh, Xander, why are you not going into the yeah. army? He literally don't he's have other options. He's the perfect like, candidate for it. Yeah. And perhaps in another life he might have. But, yeah. like, I also, I think, like, he wants to stick around Sunnydale and, yeah. like, you know. But it is funny because in the comics, he really is the de facto, like, military strategist. Yeah. So. I, could, I could easily see, just because of the nature of the show, like, they could have done something where it's, like, for the summer, he, like, comes back in an army uniform and he's just, like... I didn't the the army summer internship program. <laughs> or you know like what, like and I like killed uh, Saddam Hussein. Or well, this also like, isn't inconceivable, but this show is taking place in two thousand, so mm-hmm. you know nine eleven hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have Xander go away for the summer to basic training, come back and get stationed at that base that's apparently right outside of Sunnydale exactly. that they like, yeah. rob all the time. So yeah. like yeah. this isn't unheard of. Like it yeah. actually would have made a lot of sense. Especially for. But what... I I have a feeling Joss Whedon had an affection for slacker Xander, so right. it's true. And I mean, and, and truthfully, Xander really is. A Slacker, and I can understand why he personally wouldn't want to do that, but it really does seem like not only a viable option for him, but like a really good option for him. Yeah. Especially given what the, one of the big bads, or one of the, from what I I know, this season, one of the the organizations, like, Mm -hmm. tie in very easily to him also having military knowledge Mm -hmm. than here. Perhaps there was an unexplored arc of Buffy not only getting lured into this world, but Xander joining as well. So, But yeah. Well, and I guess just, again, because he's always lamenting how he can't contribute to this group and he's the only one who's not a superhero, mm-hmm. like, really would have made sense for you to get in there. The one way he has consistently been able to contribute to them is this Weird, lingering yeah. military knowledge that he has. Honestly, like, that Halloween episode, for one character, yeah, yeah. was the gift that keeps on giving. Because <laughs> right. Buffy's not like, I remember how to be a simpering idiot. Or, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. That's going to yeah, come in handy. thinking about it. Or being a ghost. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, being a, yeah. A sexy yeah. ghost. So. Okay, now I'm ready to talk about Angel. Okay, so we have the <clears throat> pilot episode of Angel, mm-hmm. which aired right after this mm-hmm. uh, season premiere of Buffy. And um, so we open up on Angel in a bar in L.A., uh, seemingly sobbing oh, drunkenly no. <laughs> about his lost love, Buffy. And we see him kind of follow this like group of shady guys out of the building with some girls. Uh, turns out these guys are vampires, and Angel is not drunk, mm-hmm. and now he also has sleeve stakes, and yes. so he, <laughs> he quickly takes down these guys, and, you know, we kind of see, like, Angel's on a mission now, he's, like, superhero Angel, like, mm-hmm. he's out in LA, he's fighting evil, but he's also apparently cut himself off from the outside world, so, like, this woman bleeding from her altercation with these men, like, it's, like you know, kind of tempting for him, because um, we then meet the character of Doyle, mm-hmm. who... Uh, reveals himself to be half-demon, but he presents himself to Angel as he works for the powers that be, he gets these visions that kind of show him people in trouble, and he's sort of been sent to go help Angel find his way, because while Angel apparently has moved to L.A. to become a superhero, he's also cut himself off from the outside world, also apparently suffering the after-effects of drinking Buffy's blood, where he's still really tempted by blood, so he's kind of cut himself off from humans, which Mm. Doyle tells him is only going to get worse. So he concocts this plan that Angel's going to go help this woman, Tina, Mm -hmm. like this waitress. Um, And turns out she's an aspiring actress who's embroiled in some kind of shady thing. We don't really get, like, whether the specifics of it. I assume it was some sort of, like, I pay your rent, you give me sex kind of situation. Like, it's unclear. Um, But turns out this guy that she's afraid of is a vampire, Mm -hmm. and Angel is unable to save her. Um... But he tries, but, like, so Angel's a little bit down on this, but then we also uh, find out that Cordelia has moved to L.A. as well, and she's also an aspiring actress, and so (laughs) Angel runs into her at this party, and so it turns out the whole 
plot we're really getting into is Angel has to save Cordelia from this mm-hmm. shady vampire guy who, to her credit, Cordelia realizes is a vampire right Pretty away. Right. Yeah. She's had draining. Yeah. <laughs> um, Angel saves Cordelia, and then he and Doyle and Cordelia kind of all decide they're going to team up and fight de- demonic crime in L.A., and Cordelia ha- comes up with the idea of, like, turning it into a business right. so that they can make some money off of it. Yeah. And basically it's like a, it's a very pilot type it's, of episode of like here's the characters i mean we have a cast of how three, we get them together like three yeah. people yeah um we also meet a lawyer from the mm-hmm. firm of wolfram and hart who will become more mm-hmm. important but um you know we kind of see that there's more going on in la right. in the world like and it's a little bit different like it's a more grown-up world of demons like yeah. it's not like they're infiltrating the high school they've infiltrated the business world yeah and like the law like mm-hmm. the law and all of this and angels we kind of meet some um, people that Angel's going to come up against. But really what it is is, like, establish this is where Angel is. Mm-hmm. These are the people that he's met. And now he also has, sort of has a purpose of, like, we've introduced the idea of the powers that be. And, like, um, Doyle mentions Angel hasn't quite atoned for all of his sins. Right. So you kind of have a mission statement for the show of, like, Angel's going to team up with these guys. They're going to fight demonic crime. And he's going to try to atone for his sins. Right. In a way. And also they want Angel a- to get out into the world. And, right. like not hide himself away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really, other than that, there's not a lot that happens in this episode. I mean, like... Well, I feel like it's the opposite. Like, so much happened, but it, like, doesn't amount to much. Right. Whereas, like, like there's a scene... There's another... Like, there's so many, like, second, third-tier characters. Like, yeah. Like, Russell is the main bad guy, but he had this... That, that other guy who ran the gym. What was his name? Sydney or something? Stacy. Stacy. Yeah. Like, there were a ton of characters. Yeah. And, like, you're right. Tina... Tina like, ends up not being the main focus, but, like... The whole first half yeah. of this show is about... Margot, yeah, exactly. who's clearly like, doing something shady to yeah, 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 yeah. There are a lot of side characters. But, um, I do um, think it's interesting that Angel's first case out of the bat, out of the gate, like, he fails. Yeah. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. save her. That, yeah. And I think that could have sent him down into a spiral, but, like, because he does end up saving Cordelia, like, yeah. he kind of... And, and I always wonder if, like, maybe the intent of the powers that be was not, like... Tina's a lost cause. We're not going to save Tina, but really it's We're to get it. you to Cordelia and to save... Because, like, they run yeah. into each other at the party and Cordelia's kind of like, okay, cool, bye. Like, yeah. you know, she's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's interesting that you're here, but, like, they don't just, like, they're not like, oh, we're going to be friends or connect or yeah. whatever. It's like, this is kind of to get Cordelia into the right. fold a little bit. Well, I think failing to save the girl is actually, that's like a noir trope. Right. Or a mm. staple of, the, of, like, those kind of stories. Right. It's like, there's the femme fatale or the, the, the girl who's the victim... <laughs> who needs help from usually the dude. Right. Uh, mm. And usually ends up being, like, murdered. Or yeah. You're right. That is, like, kind of the... You know, like, she's the, the pure noir one. trope. And, and it is and, a very noir episode. Well, I was going to say, that's, no, yeah. say that's actually really interesting that you bring that up, because now that I think about it, Angel itself is kind of a noir show. Oh, right. Like, yeah. the first season. The first season, for yeah. sure. But I think, like, the initial premise of it sure. is, like, noir detective They're show. Like, yeah. like, instead of applying this world to high school and, we like, that, exactly. it's like, we're, yeah. we're, we're also now we're going to play on the genre tropes of, like, noir and, like, yeah. all this. High school's over. Yeah. Actually, I never thought about that, but that's totally true. The other thing that I think is interesting about that is again you know a lot of this is a pilot where it's setting up the premise of Angel but it's also being very clear about how this show is going to be different from Buffy and I think that that's one of the things too on the one hand yes mm-hmm. it's also like a good homage to the noir trope mm-hmm. but it's right. also a way to show that like Buffy pretty much never fails yeah. at least up until this point yeah. you know and even right now I'm struggling to think of times that she doesn't save someone mm-hmm. um, which is like a pretty good success rate so right. like having not only does Angel not save someone but he doesn't save the very first person he tries yeah. to right. help is like a pretty good way to just say that like hey this one is darker he's not always going to succeed right. and this is more adult not 
not that it's more like mature or that it's better. It's just different. No, so. but it's fully more adult because like there was a moment that completely must have gone over my head when I was watching this in high school. I but like say the same. when she was like, "Oh, I, I suppose you want to comfort me yes. now," and and yes. and I was like, "Oh my god, she's expecting him to want her to like give him sex in yeah. response in re in repayment for saving, saving her." her. Every like, time I see this episode, every, I have that same reaction yeah. to that scene where I'm like, "Oh, that is somehow that and woman anything subtle. solidifies." Yeah, the, like, and it's, oh, this is a different universe. Yeah, and yeah. it is subtle, but it is explicit as well I, I like agree. she is yeah. very much codedly like as much as the censors of the wb would let them get away with it she's basically saying like oh so like you want me to sleep with you now yeah and angel gets it and he's like wait what no, no. like yeah <laughs> but like when i saw them i was like oh and it, but it also like of course that's what she would say yeah. or do well because that's, that's also what she's, she's been, been doing yeah. this other yeah so like nobody doesn't nobody's that good Right. Nobody does anything exactly. for free yeah. out yeah. of the goodness of their heart. Yeah. Especially in, quote, you know, Angel LA. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to do that for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, not to go at all too far down this road, mm -hmm. but is there anything, in, I guess, interesting about the idea that the first episode of Angel is about how Hollywood and LA victimizes young women? Okay, I mean, so <laughs> I am Especially glad you bring this up. Just we so, well, yeah, so, so I don't, I don't have my now. notes with yeah. me, but I did actually have this thought of like how timely it is that we're watching the first episode of Angel, which is right. about the idea of like in Hollywood for an actress to be successful, she has to sell herself in this way or right. get in bed with like shady men who like you are know, very powerful. Yeah. And yeah. Control and like, the law. Like that whole scene where Russell's talking to her, like any of these men and they're like, the things I could do, like all this mm -hmm. stuff. I'm like, or that scene with um, him and Cordelia in the library when he's telling her how he can like make her career and all this stuff. I was like, oh my God, this man is Harvey Weinstein as a yeah. vampire or, yeah. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. or Weinstein, whatever he is. But like, I was just like, Oh my god! Like I was like, this is so accidentally really timely, but like yeah, this is, is their episode point. about like that they the are monsters, and you're right. The Joss Whedon angle of that is disturbing. Yeah, not to, yeah. Not to go again too far. Yeah. Complicated, <laughs> but it, it yeah, it's complicated because it's like shows everyone's it's it's bad, mm -hmm. it's real, it's mm -hmm. people are cognizant of it, yeah. but at the same time, everyone falls. Yeah, everyone goes plays that game. It seems like is what the result. I did not even think about that. But <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I didn't. It didn't occur to me. So an interesting thing about this is where what they do with Cordelia. So the yeah the. <clears throat> I guess the contortions they have to make to get her to LA is like they kind of already laid some of the groundwork of yeah. you know her family has no money so yeah. all her college prospects are gone because she can't pay for it. Yeah. But I'm not sure I would buy Cordelia being like I suddenly look we never had any hint that she wanted to be an actress or I mean yes she was in the talent show and like right. all of that not but well. <laughs> yeah but unless she was just like this is what I can do to trade on my looks and I, like whatever. I, yeah, I agree that I, I feel like I wish they had seeded that idea a little bit better, but I do feel like it fits with her. And she says this to, says as much to Russell that, like, I've never tried at something and not just immediately succeeded. And I think because she has always been popular and wealthy and beautiful that she did think that, like, that come, this is a thing yeah. that will be easy for yeah. me. And not well, she realizing did say, that. like, it's and not what I expected. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think also that, like, it, it's also the, maybe one of the straighter if it had worked out, one of the straighter career paths to being wealthy again, to not mm -hmm. just like getting a job and like mm -hmm. working day to day, but like she's used to a certain lifestyle and maybe is seeking that out. In addition to like, she probably would enjoy being famous, you know? Yeah. Um, but that is a good point. I do kind of wish they had like laid that groundwork a little bit better, but I, 
think it mostly makes sense. So what do you think of the dynamic of bringing Cordelia onto Angel, whereas Cordelia and Angel have a history on Buffy of Cordelia for a time thought she was competing with Buffy for Angel's affections or whatever. Right. And I thought about that a lot when I was yeah. watching the scene of them at the party where Cordelia's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Okay, bye. bye. And yeah. like, she's just not interested. And right. because I think at this point, like the history of Buffy and Angel is like, she knows like... Well, she's just been not... through that whole part where he turned evil and it was just like, yeah, like turned her yeah. off a little but bit. But I was thinking about like... <laughs> It, Cordelia is such an interesting character to bring onto Angel it because is, yeah. there is so much unexplored dynamic. Like, you know, Willow would be like, okay, she appreciates Angel and, like, you know, she likes yeah. that he was there for Buffy and, like, Xander would be, like, just antagonistic or whatever. But, like, aside yeah, from Cordelia, the early the season choice. one, yeah. season two of Cordelia and Angel, like, mm-hmm. they don't really interact that much right. before this. Like, yeah. this is the first time it's like she they know each other, like... Angels already seems kind of charmed by her and, like, you know, wants to kind of look out for her, but, like, we've never really seen them. He did laugh at her joke. Yeah. But they haven't spent that much time together. No, they haven't. Yeah. Well, I mean... was not... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but just to your point, I mean, she really is the logical choice for that. Both because they haven't... They don't already have a dynamic that's set in place, and also because she's the one that Buffy could lose. Yeah. You know, like, it just wouldn't make sense for Willow not to be with no, Buffy. No. And it wouldn't make, really makes that much sense for Xander to, maybe they could have done it with Xander, but, like, mm-hmm. no one else would have really fit. Well, we talked about, like, where's Cordelia gonna go in the Buffy world? Like, exactly. she's like, not she gonna go to no future there. Sunnydale. Yeah. Like, she's already kind of played out, like, the whole mean girl thing. Like, once you get out of call, out of high school, it's like, what's the point of this character? Like, And, like, she has a, maybe, respect for Buffy, but I think it's clear also that they're never really gonna be friends. No. Like, they'll they might be good colleagues, but they're never going to be friends, yeah. friends, so... Yeah. I think she's perfect because she fits another... It's another... To go down the noir path again. Oh, yeah. I saw she, this every... She, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, she's basically... She's she's his girl Friday. Yeah, you know? absolutely. She, and she, she has the personality for it. She's right. smart. She's the comic relief. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, and she's, she's experienced. She's beautiful. She's ditzy. Like, she's got all of that. Mm-hmm. It's like Tina, unfortunately, is fits in this, you know... She, she's the one she you know she she's blonde yeah. and she's like pure you know like the pure ones who like even though she's had all these har- harsh terrible experiences how pure is she well, yeah I don't know about that. <laughs> well, but no no she's had these harsh terrible experiences but she still acts like yeah. you know it's like oh, I'm she's innocent, still good hearted you know? and wants, yeah, she's exactly. supposed to go home to Montana she, yeah exactly yeah. And, and so she will be the victim yeah. versus Cordelia uh, is is a little more savvy mm-hmm. and smart mm-hmm. and able to like and and heart and is willing to to do what it takes to survive. Yeah. And uh, and that makes her different. You know. Yeah. Like she's gonna be the survivor. Well, and, and she... the one that's you know capable, more capable than maybe the in a noir movie like there's the heartthrob. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the the detective character is more initially more interested in this other woman who ends up dying. Mm-hmm. You know because. She represents something else to him. Yeah. She represents innocence to him. Mm -hmm. And yet this other girl who's always there, I think of Vertigo. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, there's Midge. Yeah. Who's, like, clearly the girl he should be with and he was with. But but he's always still interested in that other girl, Mm -hmm. you know, who, like, represents something else to him. Um, Yeah. And it ends up being sacrificed. Spoiler alert for Vertigo. (laughs) 50 years ago. Yeah. Get over it. Um, Anyway, that's Um, just... 
kind of to your point, and well, some things that both of you have touched on, though, too, I, I do, again, another reason why I think Cordelia is a particularly good choice for this is because, like you were saying, she does get into this, she does get into a dicey situation with Russell, I think out of desperation, not because she's being stupid, but because she genuinely I has... I think she knows she's that, heading to something shady. She does, and yeah. I think even she kind of makes an allusion to, like, what am I going to have to do for you? You yeah. know, she right. she knew what was on, what was potentially on the table. Right. But I think the other thing that she offers, to both of your points, is that she is experienced in this supernatural world so she right. does also pretty immediately identify that he's doesn't a vampire take much, yeah. and she really doesn't even like she's not even mad at him about it yeah. she's just like oh you're a vampire and he's like what um, <laughs> i no, do like I'm his reaction yeah he's like he was no, so surprised yeah he's like, he's like he's like what he's like no i'm not yeah <laughs> well <laughs> it spoiled the game for uh-uh. it did like it yeah. changed the power dynamic it did a little bit yeah, yeah that yeah. he like couldn't quite get his footing after that i yeah. mean he could but not in the yeah. same way but anyway i guess i'm just saying that like she is another really good choice because Cordelia has all these characteristics that are just really entertaining and also makes sense for her to be a partner with someone because she can right. spot things, but she's also brutally honest, but she's also a go-getter, and mm-hmm. she is pretty smart. I yeah. Think. So and it also, I, I don't know. She's, it don't, it yeah. also says something to me that even Russell is another one of those guys, like everyone in L.A., everyone uh, underestimates Cordelia. Yeah, and for sure. Including Russell is just like looking at her in the video, and maybe it's because, again they have a different image in their mind of what they think they want. And they look at Cordelia and they're like, yeah, I don't think that's a long-term product. I'm know, just going to eat like, her. Just like, she's just good for a snack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, man, yeah. she's going to turn the table yeah. on you, buddy. So, but you speaking know? of that, so what do you think about Angel Action Hero? Because, like, <laughs> because like we see him in the beginning and, like, he's clearly taking on a new active, like, mm-hmm. role. But, like, the way Cordelia says when he shows up, she's like, oh, you don't know who he is. He's going to kick your ass. And yeah, I'm like, right. is he? Like, it's like... What has Cordelia seen to prove to her that, like, he's totally capable of, like... I mean, yes, he's fought evil, but, like, she's talking about him as some, like, mythical, like, you know, right. slayer version of a vampire or something. I like he is that, though, isn't he? I feel like he's pretty well established as basically Buffy's counterpart. Yeah. The only problem with him is that he occasionally turns evil. Yeah. But, like, otherwise <laughs> he's pretty much, I just like, felt like that was, like, a very strong, like... This is... Like, yeah. I, this is I mean, we're talking about, like, that they kind of went at the end of season three of, like, Angel... Joining the Running, battle, yeah. like all the seven, like maybe that's where she's coming from. I wonder too if a little bit of it is her fronting, just trying yeah. to be like, oh, maybe. now you yeah. don't even know, or 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 sort of sort of tangentially to that, so relieved that she has a friend who she knows is capable, yeah, that she's not not afraid to state that, like, well, he's totally gonna beat you, right. even though she doesn't yeah. necessarily know that. Also, you know, Angel, what makes Angel different, mm-hmm. maybe than other vampire, other than having a soul, and maybe it's. it's I don't know if this having a soul to get into that whole thing again, like makes this more, it makes this easier for him, but he's able to adapt to and evolve with the times more than other vampires in some ways. Mm. Like he Sort learns, of, although he, I do love the reference to him not having a stock portfolio. Yeah. How yeah, dumb no, are you? But he didn't have to pay taxes all that time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he, uh, but like he learns how to use computers. And find well, them. we'll come back to yeah. that point. <laughs> but, 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 I don't know when that happened. But he even has technology, like he bypasses the alarm security system at, at yeah. uh, Russell's I feel place. Like, I think he just kind of blew it yeah. I feel like some of that is more like, they just never really address it. Because yeah. he yeah. wasn't, the brains behind those types uh, of things. Angel thought the typically. monitor was the, the brains <laughs> yeah. of the computer, so uh, he obviously learned some literally stuff. Literally was yeah. like, maybe he took computer lessons Although, from Willow before he Although, doesn't Cordelia say that, like, he needs someone to, like, do the computer or something? I like, guess I'm just... He did all this research about, um... 
Oh, on the library, yeah. Yeah, he went. He breaks into the library at night and uses the computers to find new Well, maybe he knows how to use a computer, he just doesn't understand how it works. Maybe, <laughs> but I still feel like that was a bit much. I, like, yeah. wish that there had been some I did like his connection. three monitors. I know, open. I was, I was like, on all three like computers. Clever. Well, because the internet was really slow. <laughs> Maybe. You had to look up everything right. individually because you couldn't have tabs. It was like it took... Maybe. He was still on a modem, Jenny. All right. <laughs> um, this is not the question that you were asking, but I just do want to say this again. Because for whatever reason, the last time we watched... I've only watched Angel full all the way through once. I've seen seasons one through... I think seasons one and two I've seen a couple times. Especially these yeah. early episodes, I've definitely like started the series a lot and then not finished. Um, and I always liked it, but... All I'm, I just want to say that again, that like, for whatever reason, this time through, I'm really appreciating Angel more. And like, what do I think about Angel action, like action hero Angel? Like, I love him. I love mm -hmm. this version of Angel so much. I'm like really happy to get to spend this show with him now instead of watching him still relate to those other characters. Not because like, like even like I was saying in the last episode, like I really missed him at the bronze the way that Buffy missed him, but I'm mostly just so happy for him to be able to like spread his little angel wings. Well, you Doyle know? says like, like high school's over. Like yeah. he's, they kind of say like he's separating from this. I do love that they're, they seem to be getting into the humor of him being an old vampire in a way that they didn't before. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, when just... he's talking to her and he's like about mm -hmm. Montana and he's like, Oh, during, during, during the depression, yeah. and he's like, uh, um, well, my depression, yeah. <laughs> during, during when I was depressed, yeah. I feel like I was depressed there. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, speaking of, because, just to use that to get into, let's maybe talk about Doyle. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, let me just say no, one more thing about Action Hero Angel, though, because, like, again, it, I just think that they, they do a lot of things right in this episode, and I think the other thing is, it's just, like, it is fun to watch Angel just be super badass and, like, literally take bullets, um, and then run away. That, but like, also, his... Sleeve stakes and his sleeve are stakes. really cool. And Does, he, do they, he continue to use those, though, because I feel like he I don't doesn't so. have those the rest no. of the show, and I was like, maybe you thought it looked cool, but, like, why doesn't he keep using them? But I love it when they, like, pop out, and also yeah. then he stakes Sawyer from yeah, Lost. Sawyer from Lost, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That uh, might have been one of his early roles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until I was re-watching Angel after having watched Lost, and I went, <gasps> Sawyer! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that it, uh... You know, David Boreanaz does, like, a good job in this episode, and yeah. I am convinced by he him taking bullets and then jumping over a balcony right. and, like, breaking, heisting into this building and, like, killing Russell at the end, like, all of it works for me. Yeah. You know what? As much as they say throughout Buffy that Angel is really good at brooding, mm -hmm. I don't think David Boreanaz is good at brooding. And I, I agree. think his strengths yeah. are humor and, like, a lighthearted Angel and also yeah. slightly evil. Like, I think when yeah. he's allowed to have fun with the character, he really kind of is able to, like, act. Yeah. Whereas, right. like, he's not someone who's, like, moping in a corner, like... Like, Great. doing a good job mm -hmm. there. Like, it's, that's when you're like, oh, God. Like, well, like, that he does get to be a little... He's not evil in this, but he does get to, like, enact revenge yeah, on evil. Yeah. And he's not unhappy uh, about it. Watching like, him kick that guy out of the building yeah, is like, super satisfying. It is, yeah. I he, mean, I have questions about, like, how hard you yeah, have to kick that chair agreed. to get it to break the window. But, no, like, that was hey, a flimsy window. Just, <laughs> but it's great visual of mm -hmm. Russell flying through the air and bursting into flames. Um, wow. Okay, sorry, now we can talk about Doyle. Yeah, let's... let's Let's talk about Doyle, <laughs> everyone's favorite character. This is why we all watch the show, right? Yeah. So uh, here's what I, I wonder, and I think I had read this, is that we meet in Becoming, mm -hmm. we meet Whistler, right. this character. And I think that originally the character of Doyle was supposed to be Whistler. It was. Yeah. But, but I don't know I don't know why, why they didn't. Yeah. I, I would say, and I know, I don't want to go too far down that path, but I would say part of it is because they wanted somebody who was a little younger and mm. somebody who's a little better looking. I, not saying oh, Doyle's no. like, I, I, 
that's my thought. Is somebody who's do, a little more standard WB... I did get the impression that it was an acting, like a casting choice, not mm. so much a story choice, yeah. but maybe I've made that up Because if you think about Doyle versus Whistler, it because of the hints that Whistler drops in his episodes, it sounds like he's a little bit, like, has premonitions of some kind. Like, sure. he knows yeah. what's going to happen because he's like... Oh, I thought this was going to be Angel's big moment because I thought this was supposed to happen. Like, he knows without being right. there what's supposed to be happening. So he's kind of got a, a line into It would have been a good tie Yeah. It is weird that they didn't. But even if they just given him the same name and recast him, like, it's not that weird to do that in television. Well, especially when yeah. you make a new show. Especially because Doyle is the character, at least for a little while, is going to be lusting after Cordelia. Yeah. Um, Perhaps. To have somebody who's a little closer yeah. to her age. I don't think Whistler looked that old, but maybe you're right. I think he was, he was definitely, like, Closer. He was like, more forty than thirty. Yeah, like, let's put you it know, that way. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Or yeah. yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, and I wonder too if they just decided, you know, as we see, like in the first scene that De- uh, Doyle is half demon, that they didn't want to be restricted in maybe what whatever his powers or whatever yeah. are, and feel like they had kind of set something in the canon. But I don't know. They I also not... like how just the sneeze apparently gives him away. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen down yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is interesting to bring in this character who kind of obviously the choice is that how do you know who you need to save then you have someone who gets visions and can mm-hmm. see this and it's not something that we've really seen on mm-hmm. Buffy before like there's there is a supernatural element to like psychics and like right. Drusilla kind of got them a little bit yeah. but, like this seems to be a little bit more overt like yeah. right. you know he's got a direct line into what he's calling the powers that be right. um you know we're introducing this sort of like element of like someone's pulling the strings yeah and, like kind of you know saying what's going on I have to say, though, that the powers that be are not my favorite mechanism. And I, well, you but, won't have to put up with them for very long. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I am... I And, I mean, Doyle is also not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love him. Again. Yeah, no, I mean, I know. But, yeah, uh, yeah I... That's what I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, Doyle's great. Do you um, like him? No, I... I mean, maybe you're just indifferent. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like Doyle. To me, hasn't really come into his own. Yeah, uh, I understand the reason. Like to me, I I have my opinions that I just said about why they replaced Whistler. Yeah. Um, and I just still don't think uh, Doyle is kind of like in in the Xander role you know the, mm-hmm. like he's kind of stuck <clears throat> with like oh well he can't really help in a fight and yeah yet you know or yeah. whatever and he can't uh he he doesn't really have a big part to play except initially to say you know to be kind of like the uh in in the noir storyline that guy is more of a street guy mm-hmm. he's like he's, he's like a good guy tips, but, yeah but he's like i'm a little closer to the criminal side of things yeah. so i can give I mean, you like that kind of because he's yeah. half demon so yeah. Yeah. you know so so he's got He's got a foot in that in the bad world, but he's a good guy, and he's kind of comedy relief, like mm-hmm. a little more outwardly. Even though you know Angel can be funny, and Cordelia is also funny, but again, because of those reasons, again Doyle doesn't really have a lot. It is kind of confusing what his role in the but not his. It's not confusing that he's the psychic and he's the one giving them information, but now that you 
said that out loud, I am kind of thinking, like, yeah, that is, he's not really a foil to either of them. But do you think that's because, like, he suffers because of the three, he's the one new character that we don't know? Like, he's not fleshed out yet because he's only had 40 minutes to be introduced and he's barely in the episode. I mean, there are newer characters that come in down the line that I don't feel like have the same problems that Doyle does. I think that they have... But maybe that's the show figuring out what they want to do. This is a pilot episode. I mean, it might be a spinoff, but it is still a pilot. And also... Yeah. Of three characters that we're dealing with, three major characters, we have the of the only three in the in the opening credits, we mm-hmm. have Doyle is the one we don't know. He's yeah. barely in the episode. Yeah. And there's not a lot of time to really figure out what he's supposed to be. It's other true. than like he's our expositionary. Well, device. I was gonna say, and he does he get literally with shows the up literal, to like yeah. do the recap of Angel's time on Buffy. Yeah. Like he, he, complete with flashbacks. He's yeah. not he's not immediately compelling. And unfortunately, what I don't know if the character—I don't know if the actor is actually Irish or what the. I think he is. I think he is. He too. is okay, but it just that that he's a character or, with a strong uh, Irish accent. Spoiler alert: was was Irish. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. To me, that that I was like, what is being Irish? I don't know. Get you out of the character. Well, it like, does seem like it does suggest like that he has a choice. deeper connection to Angel's past. Yeah, because oh, Angel's Irish. Yeah. But yeah, then but it's but weird never, that they never yeah. tie. I don't. They, they never they really never tie that together. That, no. Yeah. yeah so if they is, did. Yeah. Then that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe I agree. Now that you're but, saying that, it's like, oh, he should have. I think they just cast an Irish actor. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I guess. Fine. That's allowed. But. Also, going back to just. Uh, Wolfram and Hart, since we're just introducing all these mm-hmm. concepts. Oh, yeah, uh, well, we didn't even really talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think Wolfram and Hart, uh, and I've, I've told Ginny this, um, is, uh, an amazing idea for it's a villain. favorite it's, fan fiction. Uh, well, it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's a, it's a great, I, you know, we're in this adult world, mm-hmm. and... And it fits uh, into the noir tropes of, like, the kind of yeah. government kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, the system yeah, is bad, yeah. but also, like, here's something that's interesting that would actually work for me, like, uh, that I can see, like, how the system works, where demons, uh, especially, you know, still exist in a capitalist society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also need this kind of support system mm-hmm. to make the system, like, work for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they cover up this... Like, yeah. And, and also maintain order, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't want the world to end necessarily. You know, right. Who knows? I don't know. I haven't seen all yeah. the seasons, but, like... Th- Certainly many of them. Don't. They've maintained... Yeah. The world as it is, including how crappy it can be mm-hmm. for people and how it eats people up... Is because of organizations like that yeah. mm-hmm. that also maintain a certain yeah. sanity, you know. Also, I think I love Wolfram and Hart because at its very basic level, yeah. it is just a play on the whole idea of lawyers are evil, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and they yeah, truly are in the yeah. show. Like when they talk about the senior partners, you're like, yeah. I do not want to meet the senior yeah. partners. Yeah. Like, well, and these people are evil. <laughs> you know, another thing that's interesting is that they don't na- they don't give him a name, Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, he's not named in this episode. No, so I wonder if they didn't. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's somebody that they just decided to keep along, or if because they... he's not a regular, and he's... I don't remember if he... He will be, eventually. Becomes one, or if he's recurring, he, but... Right. He, you're right. He, he will Eventually, he'll be a regular, get but... to know him as Lindsay, and there'll be more, but, like, you're right. He's it just, is a little like, weird. evil lawyer, dude. I, I don't wonder know if they, they didn't named even him in the credits. I didn't look. I wonder if they don't even intend to keep Wolfram and Hart around, 
that long, oh. and then it kind of just ends up becoming something that ends up being sort of a staple in the show, but, um... I mean, the basis of... <laughs> nah, yeah. <laughs> For, again, my, yeah, I'm, maybe, I'm suddenly avoiding spoilers. Like, maybe it was meant to be, like, a once, just like any... Again, like you were saying, like, oh, this is just the joke people. of this is that lawyers are evil and these folks right. yeah. are helping, yeah, yeah. helping yeah. literal demons, but, yeah, I wonder that, too. Yeah, huh. but it's a great idea. Yeah, it's, Because uh, we always talk, you know, we see it a little bit in Sunnydale, like, the idea that the system... The pa- other powers that be are aware of the supernatural. Yeah. Well, we see it with the then, mayor. I mean, yeah. this is a great yeah. exactly. like, example of like, you know, higher powers, right. higher ups being fully aware and infiltrated by demons right. or people mm-hmm. who want to be demons or whatever yeah. the mayor was supposed to be. Um, right. And this is just kind of taking it to like the bigger like outside world, outside yeah. of small town, you know, government. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, I think this is a good way to set up a separate yeah. identity for Angel. Like, he's obviously in this first season especially gonna still be tied to the world of Buffy a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, because oh. we didn't talk about... <laughs> well, yeah. Here's a big thing. Yeah. 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 We didn't talk about the phone call. So, in in Buffy, in the um, in the freshman, mm-hmm. we see Buffy get a phone call. When and, she's at home. When she's at home at her mm-hmm. mother's house and no one no one's on the other side. And the way the episode is structured, it's set up so that you kind of think those vampires are calling the house to make sure... Buffy's there so that they can then raid her room, which, because, like, why wouldn't they be able to find out her home phone number if they can find out where she lives and all that stuff? So you don't really think anything of it until we see Angel make a phone call Mm -hmm. and we hear Buffy Buffy on the other other side going, hello, hello. And, like, I had forgotten about that. So when I was watching Buffy, I was like, oh, man, that's kind of clever, those vampires. And then I was watching Angel and I went, oh. My dad was really proud of me for noticing that. <laughs> he already gave Ali a whole lecture about, about the secret, the did secret that I didn't notice. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, well, I noticed." So, so Buffy was the lead-in show for Angel, yes. yeah. And so obviously, that was one way they have to, you know, it's like, "Hey, keep watching," you know, yeah, right? Because, uh, on You're going to miss something if you don't watch. Yeah, Angel exactly. Too. Yeah, and uh, you know, and you just wonder a little bit, like. Yeah, they had the same executive producers, but how did that work in the writers' room? Were they but there's like, a lot of ex- a explicit crossover episodes in the first season. In the first so. season of Angel, season four of Buffy, there yeah. are more explicit crossovers that they don't really do after the fact. I mean, there's right. one or two For, cameos yeah. or whatever, but, and, you know, characters cross over, but... yeah. The actual like stay tuned for the conclusion, which right. and but they did it in a very loose way where it wasn't like an actual time. You don't just have like, to watch both of them, yeah. but you sh- probably yeah. should. <laughs> Can you think, guys, think of any other sh- uh, shows that did that? No. Or any other, they like, do strategies them now. that... Like, but, like, what? what shows? Like, all the superhero shows on the CW. Oh. oh really? Yeah, so, okay, so, this is how it started. Okay. Uh, Arrow yeah. started yeah. on the CW, and then yeah. The Flash became a spinoff of Arrow. Yeah. And then Legends of Tomorrow became a spinoff of both Arrow and The Flash with characters from both of those. Mm-hmm. So they do, on occasion, do crossover events. Um, sometimes explicitly crossover events, like... They last season they did a crossover where it was kind of like they just kind of had continued the story throughout the different shows. This time it was more like they now Supergirl has kind of become part of this universe mm-hmm, too. Right. So they kind of like bring them all together. But then every once in a while they'll have a special episode and like different characters will like just show up for like mm-hmm. really quick. Like there was a bachelorette party episode and a character from Flash showed up on or from Arrow showed up on Flash and like the whole well, idea is like they live in this shared universe. Well, and as much as you're saying that, like obviously the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the same thing, yeah. and so are the Marvel Netflix but, but, shows and stuff. But but something where you're like watching one hour of television mm-hmm. or thirty or whatever. 
and then if you're watching the next hour of television right. in that time slot, some you know like yeah, there's that know. immediate. So that would be my what I'm thinking of is yeah. those the Arrowverse is mm-hmm. what they call it the Arrowverse shows. Uh, so yeah. and they have events every now and then of like don't miss the conclusion. Like they just a few weeks ago had um, a four part thing that started with Supergirl. Then went to the Flash. Then went to Arrow. Then or Legends of Tomorrow. Did they all air back to back? Four hour block. Uh, two days. Yeah. Two so days, they actually yeah. moved them to air on different nights so that okay. they would like. I think Monday was Supergirl and possibly Legends of Tomorrow. No, maybe hmm. the Flash. I'm not sure. No, no, they moved Arrow from Thursdays to Monday. Yeah. For this, and then it was the conclusion <coughs> of the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Interesting. So it was a two night four episode event. Well, that's brilliant. And but the way they did that one was if you <laughs> didn't job. watch the other ones, you like would have no idea. What yeah. Was going on. yeah. Which good, good honestly, job, like, so some of the reviews I read of these episodes, where they were like, when people are binging shows on Netflix and they watch one show and not the other, they're gonna be really confused. Yeah. And actually, that was a problem last season. They did a crossover between Supergirl and The Flash, but if you didn't watch The Flash, then like there were some character dynamics that like seemed to make no sense on Supergirl because hmm. you're like. Like, a couple breaks up, and then the next episode, they're back together. And if you hadn't watched The Flash, you're like, what the hell's going on? I can see how that might be annoying in a And I think that's why like Buffy to... and Angel didn't go right. to that well. Like, right. their cross, the crossovers are light. Yeah. There's only one true crossover where there's fallout from Buffy into Angel. And I like that one a lot. Yeah. But they also there's fallout from it, but it's also, again, if you didn't watch both, it is written in a way that is, right. it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, It still doesn't matter yeah. that you didn't yeah. see it. Even though you're right, that there is, yeah, interesting. Well, I'm really excited to watch season one. My recollection is that season one is among my favorites of Angel, and I think okay. kind of what we've been hit mm. on, the nail on the head so many times, but like the whole film noir and the PI sort of tone, I think, is just super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And so, like, obviously, the longer that the show goes on, you can't really have five seasons of that because it just doesn't. You know, it's just not a very sustainable. It premise. gets boring. Like it's um, like case of the week, like yeah, yawn. So like, like I want a sustaining arc. So like, they do have to move into some different things, and I think that some of those are less successful, and some of them are more successful. But I think that ultimately, it is a really satisfying first season. So I'm excited to get through it. Was anyone else struck by how small the cast of Angel is compared to Buffy? You know, like there's three characters yeah. in the opening credits, and obviously that expands over time. But yeah. like, and I wonder if that was just like they were like, this is where we're gonna start. This is what we have the yeah. budget for, perhaps. And then, you know, yeah. as it proved itself out, it kind well, of Well, and I wonder, too, it. if they just have... It, it definitely seems like they learned a lot of lessons. You know, this is not season one of Buffy. No. You know, this is so much more sure-footed. But at the same time, I think they're maybe leaving themselves some doors open to, like, yeah. be able to reform yeah. reformat things as needed yeah. if it's not really working. If this, this, if this if this spinoff fails completely, then we only have three cast members. We can fold at least two of them in. back into yeah. Angel or into yeah. Buffy. Or, or even just to know that, like, hey, some things that we think are going to work aren't really going to work, and to re- leave ourselves a door for them to leave. Right. And, and it's a world that's already created mm-hmm. um, in some ways, like, because of all the work that's been done in Buffy. Yeah. And it's not high school, so you don't immediately have those character roles Right, you don't have way. It's like, really. you don't have the nerd, the slacker, yeah. the, you know. The, yeah. Uh, and Angel doesn't need a mentor. You know, right. yeah. like that role doesn't exist mm-hmm. yet in mm-hmm. any ways. But did you like Angel? Yeah, you like what you've seen. Yeah, yeah, because it starred a guy. Yeah, it's for it's for boys. It's great. <laughs> Got rid of that stupid blonde girl. Finally, somebody, somebody I can really empathize with. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good show. Uh, and yeah, they're tackling different things. And, and it's not about growing up. almost seem to be separating themselves by slightly different makeup work on the characters. Like, the oh. vampires looked weird. Oh, I wonder too, yeah. though. You know Russell what I think it is? Is that I think they're doing more CGI. Possibly, Russell yeah. looked dead. He looked undead. He looked like a zombie. Yeah. And I was like, why is your face so gray? Or perhaps that's because they were also showing him in daylight? Like... Maybe... No, because he looked like that when he was stalking Cordelia. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. The vampire makeup was a little bit iffy. Yeah. I wonder if that evens out, or if that's how they look on... No, they didn't look that way on Buffy. No. I mean, really, it's Russell, but also, like, the vampires in that first scene, mm-hmm. except for Angel, like, looked a little odd as well. I wonder if they decided they could save money I wonder CGI if it, yeah, instead of Yeah, I wonder making... if it's budgetary. Because, like, there's definitely, we had heard some commentary before about them talking about, like, yeah, only the people that are going to stick around get their prosthetics, yeah. like, made for their face. So oh. I wonder if instead of giving them crappy, like, teeth, they gave them crappy CGI to, like, cut, kind of... The color was off. The color was definitely off. There's also something like to be green. said mm-hmm. for, like, having, you know, this is a different show with a different crew. Right. So you have they a have different special effects and, yeah. person who's, like, who also wants to do things a little different, mm-hmm. you know, and... Maybe convince the EP that it was fine for these to look different. Because I think at this point, Joss Whedon was showrunning both. He was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, especially in the first season, he probably had his hands... He was more active in Angel than in Buffy at this point, I think. But I have to look that up. I don't know. That wouldn't surprise me, given the direction Buffy season four kind of goes. Yeah. Maybe there was not as much oversight. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But no, I'm excited to watch the rest of this. It's, uh, It's kind of fun to be talking about two different shows it is is it yeah yeah i had a moment where i was like oh i get to watch angel now yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm allowed finally yeah again my dad was like don't you have to watch a second episode of buffy and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) not anymore so okay um does anyone have any pop culture no all I've managed sure. to do is make my family watch riverdale with me (laughs) 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 so i haven't watched anything new i just rewatched it it was still great. <laughs> I'd still recommend it. In fact, I think it's better than I was giving it credit for, but not a new recommendation. Apparently, I'm sorry. we might have tortured a former guest by talking so much about Riverdale <laughs> last week. It's not. It's good. I like it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Do you like Archie? You'll like it. <laughs> do you have anything? Um. No. Do you have anything? I don't know what you've been watching that I wasn't also watching. Uh. Let's see. Um, I feel like we already talked about so many other shows just by in this. Yeah, like, we talked about like we talked about so many other like CW shows. Well, like, actually, I'm curious. So it doesn't have to be a show, but I know that you recently started reading Harry Potter. I was gonna bring that up. Oh yeah, you recommend this brand me, new series let, called let Harry t- Potter. No, I'm you. actually curious yeah. as someone who had seen the movies but mm-hmm. not read the books. Like, how do you feel reading Harry Potter now? Uh. Well, I, for those of books, us who don't have the joy of reading it for the first time, yeah, yeah the books are better. Uh, I wish certain things had not been spoiled for me. Yeah, and you get angry about the way certain characters are treated. Yeah, uh, in the movies mm-hmm. because, and it's not even those actors' fault necessarily right. because yeah. they were cast as children. But um, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of a character in particular, a certain Weasley girl, a who, certain who name share name. Yeah. <laughs> Who's just so much cooler? Ginny in the books is so much better. Yeah, who, who, yeah, who, who is a character in her a strong presence. Yeah, and really a strong presence throughout all the books. Like even in book two, has more to has more going on. And I just remember watching the movie and being like, 
oh, she's here? You know, yeah. Like, and apparently she was important. Yeah. You know, I yeah. honestly always wonder if it was a fault of the writing and trying to fit too much into the movies. Yeah. Or it's also was like they realized the actress they were working with wasn't Ugh. particularly strong. It's just like, also then it's like you cast these two as chem- as children and right. then they have to grow up and somehow have develop chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. I mean, I think Ron and Hermione suffered from a similar thing where it was like, yeah. they're too familiar with each other at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and is, is it their fault that, like, in the movies, like, um, Harry and Hermione have way more chemistry yeah. than Ron and Hermione? And it's like, meh. Well, so. even in the books, I mean, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean one could definitely the, make an argument. Even in the books, uh, as much as I love, uh, just, I, the name, even, even saying the name Ginny just rolls off my tongue. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, Harry and Hermione have a lot more going on. Yeah. Than, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's... Okay. If only because Ron is, you know, has yeah. problems. Well, I read a great... Ron has a lot of, some things going for Yeah, him. I read a great thing the other day that I was like, oh, this is so true. So, um, A Wrinkle in Time is coming out mm-hmm. in March, and I'm yeah. hesitantly excited I'm... because as a child, loved this book. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a great adaptation of it. I was really excited when I found out who was in this movie, who was directing it. The marketing yeah. campaign has given me a bit of pause. Same. Yeah. Um, I... But, but, but I read a great thing where the producer who has been working for 20 years to get this movie made was really good friends with Madeline Lingle. And she said that Madeline Lingle herself had a great thing that she said in response to this was, you don't like the movie adaptation, you think they ruined it, <coughs> it's so unfair, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you always have the book. Yeah. And right. I think that's great to remember. I was like, yeah. oh, that's so true. Like, yeah. I was, like, so much calmer after that. I was like, it's right. Like, the movies, the Harry Potter movies have their place, but, like, I always have the books. Yeah. And then with, you know, A Wrinkle in Time, I always have the book. And I'm like, this I is just great advice my... to remember. Yeah, that is good advice. Yeah. You know, I saw this on my bookshelf yesterday, and... That... Because we're home for the holidays, um, my childhood bookcase I found I saw those mm-hmm. and I was like, man, maybe it's time to reread those. I have not read those in a long time, but I haven't either. Time was one of my all time favorite books for like that whole quintet. I is really one really of my like, favorite book series yeah, ever, and yeah, I it's have been them so long yeah. since I read them, but that really was like one of the that definitely sparked a particular joy for me that right. like I've never really ex- you know you don't yeah. you can't feel the way about books as an adult as you did about a child as you did as a child I don't think like I occasionally come really close to it but it's like man just be mm-hmm. realizing that like these ideas existed and that you could put them in a story that way yeah. was like completely mind-blowing to me so I probably will re- reread those soon I have them on my adult bookshelf because I made my mother mail them to me yeah so <laughs> it's been like you know I'm always hemming and hawing about what stuff to ship yeah. to the New York with me but and if I if I may if I may make a uh, it's it's not a new series either mm. but if I if I have to uh, if I get this chance to stand on this soapbox and talk about a series mm-hmm. that we're not watching together uh, is um, Narcos. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, fair. In memory, in memory of uh, Eddie, Eddie, uh, yeah. freshman Eddie. Who, <laughs> well, that's oh, a good. A that's a good time. <laughs> no, I just. That's, uh, I've, I'm watching season, th- I'm only watching season three now, I'm not mm-hmm. even all the way through it. Uh, it's a Netflix series that initially was just talking about the rise of the drug trade, um, and the, and especially in the context of America's war against drugs, mm. uh, in Colombia, yeah. and how, and, uh, and the, uh, it's framed around Pablo Escobar, the first two seasons uh, and the hunt for Escobar, uh, both the American and the Colombian hunt for him, and how, but it's very much set in Colombia. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, it's a Netflix series, it's made 
by Americans, uh, I believe, or it's a, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a co-production. I don't know that much about the production, other than it's a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though it's initially started out based on the book uh, from one of the American DEA agents, oh yeah, who was involved heavily involved in the hunt for Escobar. One of the things, this, one of the <clears> things <throat> to the series credit that has allowed it even to go on beyond Escobar. And spoiler alert, yeah, Escobar. Eventually, you know, things happen to him. Um, but, uh, but it's really a series about how Colombia is affected, about the people of Colombia, mm. and also about the military and government of Colombia. Interesting. And how it uh, reacted to the rise of the drug trade and, also, and how America kind of, its interference in South America. Mm-hmm. And how, on one hand, these, these governments in, and people in South America dealt with their own internal problems and the interference from the United States and how the United States also created these problems. Right. Um, Spoiler alert, we and the British created most of of the problems. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. uh, You know, you never spun it to me that way, but now I'm more interested in it. That is a... You know, and and they just do I've a read. lot of things right. Like all the characters should be speaking. You know, everyone speaks their own language. Yeah. So a it lot does have of a lot the, of Spanish in it. When it I've has seen a watching lot it, yeah. of Spanish. So at most you'll have whole episodes where everybody's just speaking Spanish. So it's subtitled, guys. It's subtitled yeah. and um, great actors, great bilingual. I heard actors. that Diego Luna's in the season, the newest season, or they cast him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's one of the one of the drug kingpins. Narcos got canceled. Well, there was there was an issue because now they're going into the modern problems. The, they started filming start, in Mexico and they had... It starts in the 80s with Escobar mm-hmm. and then as they get... Now they're... Season 3, I believe, is in the 90s uh, in the Clinton era and uh, deals with sort of what happened after Escobar. Okay. Which is... I didn't know anything. I knew about Escobar mm-hmm. a little bit, but I didn't know anything about what happened after. And now they're trying... They're looking ahead and saying... And you see this in Season 3, planting the seeds for what would happen in Mexico mm-hmm. with the cartels that are now wreaking mm-hmm. havoc. And got into some real world. And they had a yeah, yeah, and there was somebody who died. So so the guy who plays Agent who played Eddie said, "I will not continue the show unless you can guarantee the safe." You know, I I know, I know, keeping things real is important. He basically said, "Yeah, but we're not going to go to these actual places." Yeah, we don't need to die over it. Yeah, it's not worth dying. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So anyway, great show. I recommend. Cool. Well, on that note, um. I think this week I'm T. Ooh, I didn't really think about oh, this. Oh, God, me neither. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do I choose? Do I have to pick one for each show? Hmm. I think you no. do. Really? Oh. No. Right? All right. No, no, you're right. One for both. I'm sorry. One for both shows. I think I think it's just team for both. I think uh, I'm going to be team Cordelia. I was really impressed with... I almost said that, too, because of the way she handled the Russell situation. And she's, and like, like, really scraping by, and I'm, yeah. like, not... I think she's she should be making sandwiches. different. Yeah, she yeah. should be making different decisions, but I also think she's like really yeah. making it work. But also, I think I want to say Team Angel because you know what, like action hero, starting Angel. over in a new series, like he shoved a guy out a window. Yeah, like it's a good week for Angel. He lost mm. a girl, but you know, yeah. <laughs> gained a friend. That's right, <laughs> Alex. Team Spike. <laughs> That's allowed. Yeah. I miss you, Spike. Um, Yay! Yeah. So next week we have Living Conditions of Buffy, which we get to talk more about our Pilates instructor. More Dagny. Yeah, and uh, episode two of Angel that I don't remember the name of. (laughs) Need to look this stuff up. Oh, that's the I think a relationship one or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it was said. It's like yeah, dark relations or something like that. Oh okay. 
Um, but more Buffy, more Angel. Great. Um, cool. So, uh, until next time. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Once More with Commentary is produced by me, Allie. And me, Ginny. Our theme music is from the album Rockingham by Nerf Herder. And our podcast logo is by Ryan Cooney. You can email us at scoobies at oncemorewithcommentary.com with any feedback, questions, comments that you have, and find us on Twitter and Instagram at omwcpodcast. You can also find our most recent episodes and any show notes at oncemorewithcommentary.com. Bye.